You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. Dear John, uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. But when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. To get your high blood pressure to a healthy range, visit heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Looking for uncommon talent? Meet the grads of life. They're not the typical candidates you're used to, but they're exactly who your company needs. An ideal fit for entry-level positions, internships, and even mentorships. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn more. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. 32. 25 before the hour, this is America in the Morning. Dry conditions combined with gusty winds will produce critical fire weather threats from the central Great Basin into the central Rockies. And there are plenty of thunderstorms floating about. Let's get details on that from AccuWeather.com meteorologist Mike Lucini. An area of high pressure has settled over the Great Lakes and extends its drying influence across the Ohio Valley into the Appalachians and the southeast today. However, it won't be all sunshine and fair skies, as some showers and thunderstorms may develop away from the lakes in Michigan and Wisconsin this afternoon. It'll be another hot one across the southern Great Plains today, with afternoon temperatures in the 90s and hundreds from Texas to western Kansas. The heat and humidity will stretch northward into the upper Midwest today, with 90s as far north as Minnesota. Severe thunderstorms will erupt amidst the heat and humidity across the Dakotas this afternoon, bringing flooding downpours, large hail, and damaging wind gusts. An area of low pressure near the British Columbia coast will continue to spin clouds and the occasional shower across western Washington today. Otherwise, it'll be warm and dry across much of the west, with brilliant sunshine across Oregon and California and triple-digit heat across the deserts of the southwest. A stalled frontal boundary along the Gulf Coast will become a focus for unsettled weather, not only for today, but throughout the weekend. Numerous heavy showers and thunderstorms will bring downpours to portions of central and northeastern Gulf of Mexico. Drenching thunderstorms will also extend northward from the Gulf into parts of Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri today. And that's the nation's weather. I'm AccuWeather.com meteorologist Mike Lissini. On this date in 1775, General George Washington took command of the Continental Army. In 1986, President Reagan presided over a renovated Statue of Liberty celebration. Find out what musicians Neil Young and Ringo Starr are up to on the Hollywood Minute a little later in the show. This is America in the Morning. It's 25 till. A grim forecast by the CDC now projecting nearly 148,000 coronavirus deaths in the U.S. by July 25th. The latest from Nadia Romero. Uh, we have now over 400 billboard sites uh, that we are putting up. California Governor Gavin Newsom has unveiled jarring COVID public service announcement aimed to encourage people to wear masks, keep their distance, and stay home what we refer to as a non-pharmaceutical intervention that is the most impactful outside of staying at home. In Texas, there is a wait list for ventilators in some places. Now Texas Governor Abbott issuing an executive order making face masks mandatory in counties with 20 or more positive cases, impacting more than 60% of Texans. To the east, Arkansas reported nearly 900 new cases in less than 24 hours, the largest single-day increase in the state since the pandemic began. And a new record high in Florida, with more than 10,000 new cases reported Thursday. 
I'm Nadia Romero reporting. 21 till President Trump is celebrating the June jobs report. 4.8 million jobs restored to the economy. Terry Moore has a closer look. Trump said the June jobs report shattered expectations. Our economy is roaring back. It's coming back extremely strong. He said consumer confidence is up and the stock market is soaring. Next year will be a historic year. Next year is going to be an incredible year for jobs. The U.S. economy was devastated by the coronavirus outbreak, and the virus is again surging in more than a dozen states. Our health experts continue to address the temporary hotspots in certain cities and counties, and we're working very hard on that. Trump's Democratic rival, former VP Joe Biden, said the jobs report is hopeful news. But make no mistake, we're still in a deep, deep job hole. Because Donald Trump has so badly bungled the response to the coronavirus and now has basically given up on responding at all. Biden also chided Trump for suggesting again this week that the coronavirus may just disappear. I'm Terry Moore in Washington. Police defunding is the topic. Jim Bohannon takes it from here at 20 till. Defund the police? Really? Let's talk with a man who knows a lot about managing police. He is the former New York City Police Commissioner, twice. He was Commissioner of the Boston Police Department, Chief of Police in Los Angeles, and now serves on the Homeland Security Advisory Council at Pepperdine University. William Bratton joins us. Uh, your thoughts on the notion of defunding police in a time like this? Well, unfortunately, it's a uh, political hashtag that's now driving public policy in many cities, including New York City, where within the last several days, the city council took $1 billion away from the New York City Police Department uh, as part of their defunding effort. Insanity, particularly at a time when New York is experiencing its most significant crime increase in the last 30 years. Now, it would certainly seem that uh, if you're predicting a large increase in crime, uh, coupled with the fact that a lot of people are calling for police reform, that uh, this is going to require additional money, not less money. Well, actually, uh, it will require additional money because the reforms that are essential, better training, and one of the things that suffers most when money is not available for policing is training. Cops get trained uh, on average in America for six months when they first begin their career go back to firearm training a couple of times a year. But as far as additional significant training on de-escalation, on all the things that police are expected to have significant capabilities uh, uh, available to them to perform their duties, we don't provide that type of training. We don't provide that type of funding. People wonder why cops end up getting in trouble or don't perform to their best uh, capabilities. It's because they are not funded appropriately. They are not trained appropriately in many instances. So is it an expression, you get what you pay for? And if you're not willing to pay for the best, you're not going to get the best. I'm wondering your thoughts about the notion that, uh, and, and this is a serious notion put forward by some people, that if we uh, just all act really nice, we can have kind of a, a hold hands and sing kumbaya moment, and that uh, we really don't need that many police, that in fact, uh, you, if you call 911, maybe you can get by by uh, calling a social worker. I find that notion rather naive, but then again... Uh, uh, is that actually something that we're seeing, or are people talking in shorthand here and, and saying something when they don't really mean that? Well, some of the efforts underway, uh, the idea that should police be doing all that's been dumped on them over the last 30 or 40 years, 
dealing with the homeless, dealing with a lot of the uh, uh, narcotics abusers that when government cuts back, who ends up getting the responsibility because we're the only 24-hour-a-day entity besides the fire department? It's the police. We might try giving back to other government agencies some of the responsibilities that have been dumped on the police, but you're always going to need police. As long as they're human beings, there's going to be crime and disorder. And in America, we have shown the last 30 years, the police, when appropriately staffed and funded, can't control it, can't reduce it when it gets out of control like it did in the early 90s, late 80s. Uh, but we're going to really test it in the next uh, six months to a year in this country as these efforts to defund, to reduce the size of police, reduce the responsibilities are going forward. We're heading into turbulent times. Let, let me ask you about some tactics that have uh, been uh, controversial. Stop and frisk, uh, firing of warning shots, uh, uh, firing after fleeing suspects has happened in Atlanta. Uh, your thoughts on how those tactics fit into the notion of police reform? Stop, question, and frisk is an essential tool of American policing. It has been abused. The Oxford case in point in terms of its overuse. But you cannot do away with it. Cops cannot function without the ability to stop question in case of a, a potential threat to their life or other innocence, the ability to frisk an individual. In terms of uh, warning shots, uh, I'm not aware of any police department that allows warning shots any longer because what goes up comes down and uh, you, know, you don't want to put innocence at risk with a warning shot. And thirdly, shooting at fleeing felons, most states, if not all, now prohibit that uh, uh, except in rare exigent circumstances. So the idea of uh, police, one of the things we've done a great job of in recent years is control their behavior. New York City back in the 1970s had over 900 shooting incidents in which people were shot by the police back in the 1970s. Last year, I think the total number was about 52 incidents with 36,000 cops fired their firearms a total of 52 times. That's how much control we have over the police and their use of force. Are we a perfect uh, profession, a perfect agency police? We are not. We are staffed up by human beings who make mistakes, sometimes intentionally, corrupt officers, bad officers, sometimes in the heat of the moment. Uh, we expect a lot from our American police officers, and uh, they, they have uh, some things that they should expect in return. And one of the things they should expect in return is support. And right now in this country, a lot of people are not supporting them, and that's a shame. Former New York City Police Commissioner William Bratton. It's 15 till Jeffrey Epstein's one-time girlfriend arrested when America in the Morning continues after these messages. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Stock market, have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the impact of coronavirus and the upcoming election, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word money to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text the word money to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends 
and better protect yourself from sudden downturns. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to stay or when to get out. Text MONEY to 411-411 and we'll send you a link to our free demo. Text MONEY to 411-411 so you can better protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to 411-411. Go to VantagePointSoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. <laughs> See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me, but I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. It's 13 before the hour. Jeffrey Epstein's one-time girlfriend and longtime confidant was arrested on federal sex trafficking charges yesterday. Ghislaine Maxwell had been out of sight ever since Epstein took his own life in federal detention. Steve Kastenbaum has more on the story. Jeffrey Epstein's victims have been waiting for years to hear these words. After many years, Ghislaine Maxwell finally stands charged for her role in these crimes. Many women claim it was the British socialite who befriended them, looking for young, vulnerable teenagers and enticing them with promises of helping them to fulfill their dreams, acting U.S. Attorney Audrey Strauss. Maxwell enticed minor girls, got them to trust her, then delivered them into the trap that she and Epstein had set for them. She pretended to be a woman they could trust. All the while, she was setting them up to be sexually abused by Epstein, and in some cases, by Maxwell herself. The charges allege that Maxwell ushered the girls through a process often participating with them. After developing a rapport with the victims, Maxwell then tried to normalize sexual abuse with a minor victim through a process known as grooming. Strauss said Maxwell also faces perjury charges. In addition to allegedly enabling and participating, in the sexual abuse of young victims, Maxwell compounded her crimes by repeatedly lying in 2016 when she was questioned under oath. And we have charged those lies in two perjury counts. The counts against her claim that she facilitated travel across state lines and to Epstein's private Caribbean island for the purpose of having sex. Ghislaine Maxwell also introduced Jeffrey Epstein to Prince Andrew. Some of Epstein's victims claim they were pushed into having sex with the British royal. He's repeatedly denied any wrongdoing, but Prince Andrew also hasn't met with investigators despite repeated attempts to interview him after Epstein took his own life inside a federal detention center in Manhattan. Steve Kastenbaum, New York. It's 11 till. Fireworks are, of course, synonymous with the 4th of July, but Scott Carr points out... 
The combination of fireworks and other things can be dangerous. Safety experts point out the world may have changed drastically over the last few months due to the pandemic, but the laws of combustion have not. While hand sanitizer has become part of the daily routine for many, it does typically contain alcohol and burns rapidly when exposed to high heat. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission says more than 7,000 people reported fireworks injuries near the 4th last year and strongly recommends leaving the fireworks to the professionals. But if you can't resist, they warn, keep the hand sanitizer or anything flammable away from any type of fire or sparks. And if you wash your hands before lighting fireworks, wash them the old-fashioned way, they say, with soap and water. I'm Scott Carr. It's 10 minutes before the hour. For the first time, a Major League Baseball team has reached a deal with a sports gambling company. More on the story from Barbara Cusack. The Detroit Tigers announced a multi-year partnership with PointsBet. CEO of PointsBet USA, Johnny Aitken, says it's the first legal sports betting operator in U.S. history to partner with a Major League Baseball franchise. As part of the deal, PointsBet will have branding at Comerica Park and will be featured on the Detroit Tigers radio network. Detroit said the agreement will enhance fan engagement and game day excitement. I'm Barbara Kusak. It's nine till a sure bet with sports as always. Robert Workman. Soccer superstar Lionel Messi, who scored his 700th career goal on Tuesday, may be on his way out of Barcelona. After 19 years, the 33-year-old striker had been negotiating an extension with the club as he enters the last year of his contract. But the team captain has now called off talks as he's become increasingly frustrated with the team's front office, which he believes is blaming him for some of the club's issues. Barca fired its coach in January and is four points behind Real Madrid with just five games to play. The NWSL Challenge Cup resumes this weekend in Utah to qualify qualification round game Saturday, two more on Sunday. The MLS's back tournament in Orlando set to start on Wednesday. Baseball teams can officially open up their summer workouts at their home ballparks today. That will include the Blue Jays, who received an exemption from the Canadian government to allow them to train at Rogers Center. The team will set up a quarantine environment at the stadium in Toronto and an adjacent hotel. The exemption does not, however, include the regular season or player travel between the U.S. and Canada. That would require a two-week quarantine. Team President Mark Shapiro says he hopes to know where the Blue Jays will play within the next 10 days. From the NFL, a renewed effort to get the Washington Redskins to change their name has picked up steam this week. FedEx, which owns the naming rights to the team's stadium, asked for a change Thursday. And top advertisers, Nike and PepsiCo, have received requests from investors to sever ties with the team unless the name is changed. No response from team owner Dan Snyder as yet. NFL teams are considering bringing in fewer than the usual 90 players to training camp in an effort to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. Most teams seem to favor a number between 75 and 80 players. They may also look to expand practice squads during the regular season to make more players available. Golf, the PGA Tour in Detroit for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Doc Redmond, Scott Stallings, and Kevin Kisner share the lead after firing opening rounds of 765 on Thursday. NASCAR Cup Series will be at the Brickyard this weekend, racing Sunday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. NBA training camps open next week in Orlando. Now there's word of the NBA setting up a second bubble in Chicago for the eight teams that did not make the playoffs. They would play a sort of mini camp with training and games, a lot like the Orlando bubble. This one in September. That's Friday Sports. It's 7 till. Can the handshake survive COVID-19? That and more when America in the Morning continues after these messages. Napa know-how. 
Napa, we've stopped thinking outside the box. Instead, we're thinking inside the bucket. The $299 Napa bucket to be exact. When you fill those bad boys with auto parts, you can get 20% off three or more items that fit inside. No overthinking required. Just get your bucket, fill it up, and save 20%. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 73120. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to America in the Morning. It's 5 till. Neil Young's Fireside Sessions and Ringo Starr turns 80 on today's Hollywood Minute with Rick Damagella. Neil Young performing Southern Man from the latest edition of his Fireside Sessions. The online series is available exclusively on neilyoungarchives.com, which includes everything related to Young's past, current, and future projects. Young recently released Homegrown, which was considered a lost album, originally recorded in 1974 and 75, but never released until June 19th. So Ringo Starr will celebrate his 80th birthday online. Ringo's Big Birthday Show will feature a star-studded guest list with performances from Starr, Paul McCartney and Joe Walsh, Gary Clark Jr., Cheryl Crow, Sheila E., and more. The charity broadcast will be benefiting the Black Lives Matter Global Network, Music Cares, Water Aid, and the David Lynch Foundation. Head over to Ringo Starr's YouTube channel July 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern to catch the show. Celebrating peace and love with Ringo in Hollywood, I'm Rick Damagella. It's three till. Well, thanks to this pandemic we're in, the term let's shake on it may go the way of the buggy whip soon. Stefan Kaufman 
explains. The handshake is uniquely American. It's more intimate than a bow, but it's not as intimate as kissing each other's cheeks or giving a big hug. Arizona State University professor Laura Guerrero has done research on the handshake, a practice that dates back to the ninth century. Oftentimes used when adversaries were getting together, they would shake hands. A lot of people think that the shaking part of it was to see if there were any weapons up your sleeve. But these days, the coronavirus pandemic is threatening the future of the handshake that in America has evolved into a symbol of goodwill. Guerrero thinks the practice of shaking hands will survive COVID-19. However, it won't be quite the same in part because of our reliance on technology. I think that's another way we might see things change where we're not handshaking and greeting as much because we're not in those in-person situations. So I think we might see more technology for meetings and places where we used to have the handshake. While reserved for those close to us. We might see a shift to less touch with people we don't know and then make up for that, maybe compensate a little bit by appreciating the touch we have with the people in our daily lives. Stephen Kaufman, Prescott, Arizona. I guess losing the fist bump and high five aren't far behind. America in the Morning for Friday, July 3rd, 2020 is produced by Tom Delac. Our senior producer is Kevin Delaney. Have a safe and happy 4th of July. I'm John Trout, Westwood One News. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. The news you want to know. Attorney General. He lied to Congress. Chicken bar should have shown up today. You slandered this man. Circus political stunt. KPEL FM. Brobridge Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source. On air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 79 degrees under partly cloudy conditions. Your complete forecast is coming up. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. Our top story this hour. Governor John Bell Edwards says a member of his staff has tested positive for the coronavirus. Edwards released a statement yesterday confirming the staffer found out on Wednesday they had the virus and were asymptomatic. The employee has now been placed into quarantine for 14 days and around 12 or 12 other members of the governor's staff who had contact with them have been advised to isolate. Officials say the governor is not considered a close contact of the patient and does not need to be in quarantine. Sentencing is being delayed for the man who pleaded guilty to setting fires last year at three historic black churches in South Louisiana. Holden Matthews had been set for sentencing in federal court in Lafayette later this month, but court records show the sentencing has been rescheduled for October 16th after courthouse restrictions related to the new coronavirus expire. 
Matthews pleaded guilty in February to state and federal charges. Matthews is white and the destruction of the black churches evoked memories of civil rights era terrorism. But the charges against Matthews said the churches were burned because of their, quote, religious character. An in-depth survey of the level of COVID antibodies and mortality rates in the state's first pandemic epicenters of Jefferson and Orleans parishes reveals some shocking information about the virus. Matt Doyle has more. Oshner Dr. Robert Hart says their survey shows only 7% of residents in those parishes likely have antibodies. We are a long ways off from herd immunity. And research scientist Dr. Amy Feehan revealed that blacks and whites have roughly the same odds of dying once they get infected, but that blacks are nearly twice as likely to get infected in the first place. She also adds that 75% of the most infectious COVID carriers were asymptomatic. I just could not believe those numbers, so I checked and checked and checked and it was like, uh-oh. I'm mad. Three people are behind bars after being accused of setting a handful of Baton Rouge area businesses on fire as part of a political statement amidst the George Floyd protests earlier this year. Court documents revealed that Terry Dorsey, Kenyatta Huggins, and Shamarin uh, uh, Jehodi Johnson were all indicted on arson charges related to the fire set at four different businesses. The crimes were committed throughout the area over the course of a few days beginning in late May and is said to have caused nearly $800,000 worth of damage. We've got an unsettled forecast working its way into Acadiana starting today. I think late afternoon, early evening, we'll see widely scattered showers and some thunderstorms making their way from north to south today as a front is going to drop in from the north and then eventually stall offshore. This is going to keep those doors open for showers basically each and every day through the weekend and into early next week. While it won't be a complete washout wall-to-wall rainfall, it will be wet in the afternoon, so you'll want to keep an eye on the radar. And if you are outside, make sure that you have a place to run and find shelter if those showers do start to work their way into your area. In the meantime, highs today are going to sit in the lower 90s. Lows tonight are going to be dropping down into the mid-70s. Sunshine up through the morning with clouds by the afternoon. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Get breaking news when it happens in the palm of your hand. The KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google Play. Um. We choose to go to the moon and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. It is time for us to realize that we are too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. Welcome to our 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? And that's what we're asking guests this morning. What do you think makes America great? And over the years, we've had guests from Tucker Carlson to yeah. Diamond and Silk, yeah. Colonel Allen West to Tommy Laren, Dr. Alveda King. Mm-hmm. You know, the 4th of July show that we do each year is a celebration of what makes our country strong and inspiring and great. It's why we do this show. And, and it's it's not about politics or political parties, by and large. It's about bringing people together on our nation's birthday to remember 
What has made this country the greatest nation the world has ever known? This is still a, a celebration worth having. This is still something, this country is still something that we should be celebrating every single year. And actually, we should be celebrating our freedoms in this country every single day that maybe we'd value them more. But this, that's part of why we do this show because we want to remind you of what it is that really does make this place where we have been blessed to live, what it makes this place special. Well, when you bring people together and you ask that question, what do you think makes America great? You get all kinds of personal stories of struggles Mm -hmm. and sacrifices and ultimately successes that could only be written in America. We've got some great stories. You're talking about some of the guests that we've had in the past, Dr. Alavita King. Uh, We've had Sweet Lou Dunbar. Uh, He's a Harlem Globetrotter. Grew up in in Ruston, uh, Louisiana, and became one of the most famous people all around, certainly one of the most famous athletes on the planet. He's traveled the entire planet. They call him globe trotters. He's certainly trotted the globe. And he says, look, man, when, when you, there's just nowhere else like here. He grew up in poverty. His kids did not. That's a story that can only happen in America. Well, uh, you know, you see, in much of the world, if your father is a bricklayer, you become a bricklayer. Right. If your mother is a school teacher, you become a school school teacher. Right. And yet success stories of people in America who have risen up from nothing are so common that they're unremarkable in many ways. It's almost a stereotype of Americans. But yet that doesn't get reported. That's not the story that leads. Right. We're talking about inequality and income inequality and social inequality. But we, we don't hear those other stories anymore. On our regular show that you can hear every weeknight, we, we've talked about the 10 richest people on the planet, including Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and all these out of that 10 richest, there was only one person who was born into money. All the rest of them were either poor or lower middle class and worked their way up to becoming one of the 10 richest people in the world. That is the story of America, that upward mobility, that ability to climb the ladder. That has what, that's what's defined this country since its inception. All right. But that's because the American dream is not as much about material and monetary wealth as it is the opportunity in which every person can attain their fullest potential regardless of their circumstances of birth or position. It's the pursuit of happiness. It's that pursuit that creates the opportunities for American dreams. And before anybody gets the wrong idea, Americans are not great because they were born in America. That's nope. that's called geography. Right. The greatness of America is that it allows each of us to see the greatness in ourselves. I, I've told the story of my father who came to this country in 1964. You know, nearly 20 years prior to that, The Allies had shelled my father's father's village on the southern coast of Italy from the ships in the Mediterranean Sea. The naval bombardment, it was over 1,000 shells in less than 20 minutes, Mm. and it was all gone. My father's home carved into the mountainside collapsed. All of their belongings reduced to nothingness. Now, fast forward to how he came to this country, and he did come legally, of course. But as he went to Baton Rouge High School to learn English... He didn't know about John Winthrop, uh, who wrote How America Could Serve as an Example for the World. You know, he had no idea of the political philosophy of limited government or the importance of the Tenth Amendment. No. You know, as he painted houses during the day, he didn't know about Alexis de Tocqueville of France. He hadn't studied Benjamin Franklin. 
He didn't know about the Gettysburg Address, nor had he read the Declaration of Independence. And yet he, like so many millions of immigrants who came to this country, somehow they already understand, understood those principles like the back of their hands. And see, that's one of the, that your father has lived the American dream. And I don't mean that your father came from nothing to become fabulously wealthy. What I mean is the American dream is that you are able to work hard and provide a better life for your children, for your children's children. It's in the preamble to the U.S. Constitution that for our posterity, for the folks that come after us, we are working to create a better life for them. If you grew up in poverty, but your kids have never known hunger, you have achieved the American dream. That's what started all of this. You and I wrote a book called Bright Spots, Big Country. And the book was designed to show where things are going well in this country and how they could be replicated elsewhere. Well, as we started that book, we started, hey, how are we going to promote this book? And you said, well, why don't we do a radio show? We'll ask people to come on the radio show and, and say what they think makes America great. And so we did. We just started sending out emails to folks all over the country. Hey, would you join us on this radio show we're going to do? Our first, the first person to respond back to any email we sent out, you remember who it was? Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. And that's what's been great about the show. So we started this show. Tucker Carlson was our very first guest several years ago. And he said for him, the thing that made America great was the First Amendment, that you could say whatever it was that you believed to be true. That was what worked for him. And then we've had other people that have said the number one thing that what makes America great is our, our ability to worship God freely here, whatever way that we see. We've had other people say the great what makes America great is that we have the ability as a country to correct our mistakes in the past. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, look, not everything is perfect. No, I, I think you mentioned that earlier. It's not about everything being right right what america people have, are, are confused and sometimes we get pushback on this like you know america's never been great no america has been great america's never been perfect and it i, I gotta tell you this as great as america is it's never going to be perfect that's not the point we are flawed individuals people are all flawed and so when you get a whole bunch of flawed people together you're gonna come up with flawed institutions flawed things but what makes america great is that we have the ability as a nation, to make ourselves better. And if American exceptionalism offends you, get over it. And, and I understand, yes, that is a bit controversial in some circles. It's not always considered politically correct in a globalist society. But look, we are a nation of immigrants with DNA from every diverse part of the globe. American exceptionalism is based upon our attitude and how we view the world around us and that we're all we're all created in god's image and i think you're gonna like the guests we have on the show this year we, we put another show oh, together yeah. for you we've got uh, paris denard he's uh, worked in the george w bush administration he's uh, uh on black voices for trump advisory board we've got jeff landry he's the attorney general for the state of louisiana we have scott smith uh, one of the most downloaded podcasts ever Corey Lewandowski's coming up. He helped uh, run the Trump campaign. He's an author as well. you got to stick around for Admiral Barry Black. Oh, 
folks. He is the seriously. He's the chaplain of the you Senate. Do nothing else today. Listen to that interview that's coming up. Uh, Attorney General Leslie Rusledge out of uh, Arkansas. C.L. Bryant's a uh, friend of ours, friend of our show, and from Louisiana. Bill McArthur, an astronaut. We've had a globe trotter on before. This year, now we have an astronaut. Also, Tommy Laren. She's going to be on the show again, and of course, we'll have the American Mamas talking a little bit later on. All right, so it's. Early in the morning. It is. The sun's coming up. So I want to share this story with you guys before we kick off the show. At the close of the Constitutional Convention, the oldest delegate, Benjamin Franklin, was asked to be the first to sign. At the front of the chamber was the chair from General Washington had presided. The chair had at the back of the, its on its back, the design of a sun low on the horizon. Franklin said, There were days when I thought this picture was a sun low on the horizon, was a setting sun. But I now know that it is a rising sun. I love that story. We'll be right back here with more American Ground Radio. What makes America great? You're listening to American Ground Radio. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis Sar Avalone. You know, it used to be that people who were not lucky enough to live in the greatest country in the history of the world mm-hmm. would give America a lot of flack for a lot of things. But nowadays, it seems like it's people who do live in the greatest country in the history of the world that give America a lot of flack for a lot of things. What is going on? Uh, yeah, we, this has been a very tumultuous year across the country, and and people are complaining about America. See, we talk about this show. This Ameri- this is what makes America great, not what makes America perfect. And and yet the people, there are a lot of people out there right now that are mad that America was never perfect, and, and that's not the point. That's part of why we're doing this show, because that's just not the point of history. You no, know, and if you're offended by the notion of American exceptionalism, get over it. Yeah. Because American exceptionalism is still with us today. Now, granted, the idea is still a bit controversial in some circles and is not always considered politically correct in a globalist society. But I, th- see, I think that's just a misunderstanding of what exceptionalism is. It, it doesn't mean that Americans are better than other people because of our race. We're, we're multiple oh, races. This and, isn't about okay, that. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because before the race baiters say that American exceptionalism is based on genetics. It's not. We are a nation of immigrants with DNA from every diverse part of the globe. American exceptionalism is based upon our attitude and how we view the world as Americans. We're very individualistic, and we're idealistic. Yeah. You've heard the phrase, if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. That's what American exceptionalism is about. We thought we could, and so we did. And the more of us that say we can't, the less we'll be able to do in the future. And and again, it goes back to what you said about what makes America great. It, it's not geography. Nope. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's our people. It's it's what it's makes the it, attitude of our right, people. Exactly. It's the people from the very beginning who have been steeped in arguably very conservative thought, which founded this great nation. You know, there is a quality of being an American that is really different than all other nations, and it's palpable throughout history, and that's what we're celebrating 
on the 4th of July. And it's the difference is a mental difference. And I think our next guest is going to show this off. We're talking to Paris Denard, a member of Black Voices for Trump. Joining us now on the phone, Paris Denard. You've seen him on CNN, Fox, C-SPAN, BBC. He's uh, on the advisory board for Black Voices for Trump. You've also he worked in the George W. Bush administration, a member of the American Enterprise Institute's Leadership Network, and right now is serving as the senior communications advisor for Black Media Affairs for the RNC. What a resume. It's a pretty strong resume. Wow. Isn't it? Paris Denard, welcome to American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. Well, thank you all for having me, and happy Fourth of July to all of your listeners. So, uh, how did you how did you get involved in politics? Where, where was the where was the drive for you? Because you've been working, uh, you know, since George W. Bush's administration, and you're climbing up. And uh, what what was it that that really lit that fire under you and said, you know what, I want to serve my country in this way? Well, I've always been interested in, in leadership positions and, and public service in the sense of. Uh, being uh, a leader, uh, student body president of my elementary school, junior high, high school, freshman class president of my college, Pepperdine University in Malibu, California. So I've always enjoyed leadership positions. Uh, in terms of my role actually being in Republican politics, that started while I was in high school in Phoenix, Arizona, when a friend of mine asked me to come to a teenage Republican convention. And I said, I don't even know what the difference is between the two parties. He said, it doesn't matter. Just come. I think you're Republican. So that <laughs> he said, I want you also to run for corresponding secretary of the organization. I said, I'm not even a member of college Republicans. Said, it doesn't matter. Say a speech. You'll win. They'll love you. They loved me. I said a speech and I won. That night in the hotel room, he asked me a series of questions about the Republican Party and asked me to respond from my heart just off the cuff. Every one of my responses lined up with the Republican Party platform. And so I knew then that I was uh, Republican and conservative. And I never looked back. I started, I spoke at the Republican National Convention at 17 years old in 2000, and then have been attending conventions ever since then, and and, and roles of a page and delegate and volunteer and staffer. And now I'm so honored to be working uh, actively uh, with the Trump campaign and with the Republican National Committee under the leadership of Ronna McDaniel uh, to amplify what the president is doing to and for all Americans, but especially the black community. So it is in, indeed a true honor to do it. All right. So conventional wisdom as an African-American, you should not be a Republican. In fact, no one within the African-American community, according to mainstream media, should even want to be associated with a Republican. Is that changing or is that still an uphill battle that you see that we're going to be fighting for years and years? Well, you know, for me, the Republican Party has always been the party of emancipation, freedom, opportunity, uh, going back to Abraham Lincoln and, and the Emancipation Proclamation in Juneteenth. Uh, the celebration that we, we do uh, annually uh, when the notification finally hit the enslaved black Americans in Galveston, Texas. It's sort of like a second Independence Day. And so the, for the 4th of July, when you talk about freedom, when you talk about independence, when you talk about opportunities, when you talk about celebrating America, uh, I celebrate the Republican Party. The first uh, series of United States congressmen and senators all came from the Republican Party, and they were all 
the, the ones that were black Americans, the first Senate senators and congressmen were black Republicans. When you look at how we uh, led on issues of civil rights, how we led on issues of voting rights, how we led on issues uh, of emancipation and opportunities uh, from then all the way to now with President Trump and his work with school choice and supporting historically black colleges and universities and obviously criminal justice reform. And now even with Senator Tim Scott and his advocacy and pushing for the Justice Act, the Republican Party has always been the party for black Americans. The mainstream media uh, as, as, and, and the Democrats have tried to create a wedge between the black community and the Republican Party uh, since uh, the, the 60s. But I'm so proud to see uh, dozens of black Americans running for Congress as the GOP nominee in many states across the country. There's over 65 disciples who put their hat in the ring. Some didn't make it through the primary, some withdrew. But to have 65 stand up and say that I want to run and run as a Republican is significant. And so I'm proud to see what change is happening. And there's a silent majority. Remember back in 2016, there were so many pundits and politicians and uh, pollsters who said President Trump, well, then candidate Donald Trump would get 0% of the support from the black community. He ended up getting uh, 8%, which is better than Senator McCain and Senator Romney. So that's why I'm a Republican. Uh, uh, Paris, we're asking folks today, the, the theme of the show, what is it that you think makes America great? So I think one of the things that make America great is the fact that we have uh, a constitution, the fact that we have freedoms, the fact that it is my right to assemble, it is my right to pray, it is my right to free speech, it is my right to bear arms. There are so many countries, so many continents that don't have uh, the, the liberties and the freedoms that we have. I, what makes America great is our founding fathers who, who, who knew that at the time they could not uh, eliminate slavery because they would, wouldn't even get the, the new uh, democracy or representative for public office seat, but put in place documents, uh, fundamental documents that guided this nation so that we could at, at some point in the future, right the wrongs and, and have full uh, liberty and justice for all, which is written into the Constitution. America is great because this is the only country where a Donald Trump can become president. This is America is great because it's the only country where you can have such black entrepreneurship like we have it. It's mm -hmm. where you can come from nothing and become anything that you want to be you because bet. of the freedoms that we have in our Constitution. Uh, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you look like. You can be somebody significant in this nation. That doesn't happen in Europe. That doesn't happen in London. It doesn't happen in Asia. It doesn't happen in the continent of Africa. That only happens in America. That's why you have thousands, millions of people fighting to get to our country mm -hmm. and, and because they know that this is the best place to be in all of the world. Oh, I just love that. Isn't that great? I love that. Paris Denard, thank you so much for joining us here on our 4th of July special and happy Independence Day to you. Happy Independence Day to you and all of your listeners. Thank you so much and God bless America. But coming up next here on American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great, we're talking with Jeff Landry. You're listening to American Ground Radio, where freedom grows, with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. This is the place where all opinions are welcome, every color gets through, and people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232-1542. That's 232 232-1542. 
1542. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now. To American Ground Radio, our Fourth of July special. What makes America great? I'm Stephen Parr with Louis Sar Avalone. You know the trouble is there's a growing number of people who just don't get it. We are a nation of laws, and now we've got these folks in Minneapolis voting what last week to defund the police department. Yeah, it still has to go before the voters. It's got to go through a whole bunch of other hurdles to get through, but. Uh, the thing is they want to replace their police department with some kind of counseling service that's a, a they, they call it a holistic approach. What what in the world are they talking about? You know, the reality of it is they want to drive police out of their communities mm-hmm. politically, mm-hmm. politically, except in times of emergencies. And that's when they want to put the police between them and the bad guys. Well, we saw this up in Seattle. Seattle, the, the guy that was doing security in, in the chop zone and he was trying to keep other people out to include the police. Then he gets shot, and now he's suing the city of Seattle because the police didn't get there in time to help him. Dude, you're trying to get the police out until you need help? And in that autonomous zone, there were two deaths that first responders could not respond to. Right, because of people like the, uh, the security guard. And see, here's the thing. When we drive the police out of our communities, it's our poorest neighborhoods that need the police presence the most. That's the truth. And oftentimes, you know, I, look, there's still an awful lot of good police officers that are out there by and large, despite majority. what you see on the television. And without police, we, we say it all the time. This is a nation of laws, right. not of men. And thereby, without the police, without law and order, we have absolutely nothing and that's why we that's why we created government in the first place was to secure our rights to secure our right to life not just from the government but from other citizens to secure our liberty so that nobody tries to kidnap to to secure our pursuit of happiness that's why we need the police because that's part of the fundamental job of government it says so in the second sentence of the declaration of independence minneapolis needs to invite the police back into their community, and that goes for every other community across the country, because as it is often said, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing, and without the police, come on. I think our next guest is going to agree with you 100% on that. We're talking to Attorney General Jeff Landry. now on the phone, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry. Thank you so much for being back with us on American Ground Radio, and thank you so much for joining us on our 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? Well, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Lewis. Uh, glad to be with you on this this um, 
Independence Day. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a great holiday. Uh, you have uh, you've been the Attorney General here for Louisiana for for several years. You you know the country. You've been involved in some pretty big uh, co- uh, congressional court cases. court cases that are that are shaping what the future of America is going to be like. You're certainly involved with the American legal system. Uh, our question that we're asking everybody here today, celebrating the Fourth of July, what is it that you think makes America great? Well, you know, the better question is, is America still great? Uh, I certainly could tell you what made America great. Uh, and then the question as to whether she is still great, I think, is up for debate at this time. You know, what did make America great and unique is the fact that it granted more liberty and freedom uh, to its citizens than any other country in the world, certainly at the time. Uh, that the Constitution was written, or at the time that the declar- even the Declaration of Independence was was written, uh, but and then still today, uh, I would say that she still uh, has the fundamentals to allow freedom and liberty to prosper amongst its citizens. But of course, with liberty and responsi- with liberty and freedom comes great responsibility, uh, and that means that you know we should be free to be able to exchange ideas on the public square that that irrespective of what our feelings and our words are should not matter but more about the debate upon the direction of the country the ability to choose and to freely practice your religion without persecution uh, without government intervention made america great the ability to keep and bear arms, meaning the government could not tell you that you could not arm yourself in order to protect yourself, uh, was what made America great. Our justice system with a symbol of Lady Justice being blind and her scales being balanced, where victims where where justice was set upon ensuring that victims were made whole and that the right of the accused was innocent until proven guilty, but certainly didn't mean that the accused was granted more rights than the victim. And that men and women had equal rights and no one had extra rights mm-hmm. were things that made America great. So Attorney General... If I had asked you this question, if we'd asked you that same question a year ago, two years ago, would you have questioned, would you have left that open-ended as to whether America remains great? Absolutely. I think, you know, I think somewhere after the turn of the century, uh, uh, the um, America began a rapid decline in freedom and liberty. Uh, we, I think that after 9-11, we saw great um, uh, curtails on our, uh, on our liberty in the name of security. Uh, we saw things like the Patriot Act, mm-hmm. uh, which, which ended up being a big spying program on American people, all sold to American, American citizenry as necessary in order to protect us on the homeland. Uh, we went in and saw a complete takeover of our healthcare system in 2008. Uh, we saw through the U.S. Justice Department 
uh, under then President Obama and Attorney General Eric Holder signed consent decree after consent decree, basically federalizing police forces in major cities around the United States, including that in New Orleans. So, so yeah, you would probably have to take me back to the to the 90s before I could think that you know America was actually still still great. And is that part of what your mission that you see your mission is as attorney general for the state of Louisiana to try and fight back against some of those intrusions on liberty? I know it's specifically on religious liberty. That's something that you've been fighting for even at the national stage. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the I think one of the the fulfilling uh, opportunities of being attorney general is an opportunity to, to 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 take into court and to take actual action against those that would oppress our rights. Um, and uh, and so it, it, it has been uh, certainly a lot more fulfilling as the attorney general than, than when I was a member of Congress and we seem to beat our heads up against the wall. Uh, you know, it, it, is, <clears throat> it is interesting because I wouldn't have thought and, and certainly any basic high school student that it was, tra- was taught uh, proper civics would not tell you that we should be able to, to shape public policy in the courts, uh, but that's unfortunately where we are today. And because of it, um, having an opportunity to serve as attorney general uh, has given me an opportunity to really affect um, the policy changes that we believe uh, are necessary to protect individual liberty. Uh, certainly America has the foundational, the foundational principles uh, and the documents necessary uh, for freedom to continue to ring uh, and independence for our citizenry to continue. The question is whether the citizenry will recognize that yep. um, and, and stand up for it. Well, Attorney General Jeff Landry, thank you so much for joining us here for our 4th of July special and, and happy Independence Day to you, sir. Well, a happy Independence Day to you as well, and and all of those that listen, and 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 hopefully uh, we have enough patriots in the audience that'll stand up uh, for what America should and could and can be again. Coming up next here on American Ground Radio's Fourth of July special: What makes America great? How about time for a little motivation? We're talking with Scott Smith. You're listening to American Ground Radio, where freedom grows, with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. I read a Gallup poll this morning. It says that as Americans, we're worried and unhappy. COVID cases are still increasing. More people are getting sick. The lockdowns, quarantines, and closed stores are back. Unemployment is sky high, and the threat of a deadly disease lurks around every corner. But there's also something else. Your Independence Day Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by Honey, the free online tool that automatically finds and applies promo codes to your card. Visit joinhoney.com slash Kim. The something else is that we all feel less connected to family and friends than ever before. Social media promises to bring us closer together, but instead, it's escalated tensions, brought out the worst in people. More trolls, more arguments, more hate. It's evil. Perhaps America could best use some social media distancing independence from the monster of social media that occupies our time, our emotions, and our mental health. And that could be for a real Independence Day. I'm Kim Commando. With so many of us working from home or helping our kids with homework, I want to make sure you have the right printer that's up for the task. The Epson EcoTank makes it easy. 
This printer has supersized, easy-to-fill ink tanks and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink, enough to print thousands of pages. No more rushing to the store or waiting for your online order to arrive to replace an ink cartridge in between print jobs. So kiss expensive ink cartridges goodbye because the Epson EcoTank printer is truly changing the way that people print. Go ahead and print all your work reports, task lists, and your kids' homework assignments in color too. Printing quality is excellent. The Epson EcoTank makes it easy. Add it to your online shopping list so you can just fill and chill. The Epson EcoTank, available at Sam's Club, Target, Walmart. American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parth, Lewis, Sar, Avalone. By the way, this song is on our album, Freedom Sings. You can get it in the iTunes store. It's great for kids to teach the history of American music. Especially this week of the 4th of July. It's a great lesson. What better yeah. gift right, absolutely. for yourself if, yeah, or for a family or other right. loved one? Yeah. Did you see this story? Almost one in three Americans feel less patriotic this July 4th? You know, I'd, I'd have to say, given what we've been through this year, I absolutely understand that. I they, really do. They say that fewer people are celebrating the 4th of July or spending money on the holiday mm. this year. Well, when you had nearly 40 million Americans out of work right. due to the government's response to this pandemic. And then you had other untold thousands take to the streets and rioting and burning and, and tearing things down. Is it any surprise that here it says more than 78% of surveyed Americans said they are spending less money this 4th of July compared with last year? Well, yeah. There's folks that are out of a job. Right. There are businesses that have shut down. Of course there is. There's yeah. a great deal of uncertainty as to what the future may bring with respect to the government's response to this pandemic. That's right. And, you know, part of it, I think, too, is stinking thinking, mm. as motivational speaker Zig Ziglar often said, which is when we allow ourselves to be gripped by negative thoughts and emotions, because all that does is make you feel defeated, discouraged and depressed, which is why we liked talking to Scott Smith. Take a listen. Joining us now on our 4th of July, What Makes America Great? Special Scott Smith, founder of Motivation to Move, host of the Daily Boost podcast. Scott, I understand you guys have 37 million downloads. You're one of the most popular podcasts of all time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a... Uh yeah, the closet's filled with downloads. That's all. Thirty-seven million. That's a bunch, and um, you know, that's what happens when you stick with it for about fourteen years, which is, I think, uh, we're in our fourteenth season now. So yeah, it's overnight, uh, oh, wow. overnight oh, wow. success, right? <laughs> overnight sensation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Start, starting a new every single day. But that's that's what it is. It is it is every single day. But yeah, it's kind of funny. I watch it and. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I'm a podcast dinosaur. I started back, uh, you know, I, I was doing podcasting before people knew what it was. And, uh, and, and being with it all has 
these years and helping all these people and seeing all these numbers. It's pretty gratifying, I have to tell you. It's pretty cool stuff. Now, Scott, you do this every day. Uh, motivation to move. A, a lot of folks, one of my favorite quotes about motivation, I, it was Zig Ziglar. You know, people, he said, you know, people say that uh, motivation wears off. Well, so does a shower. It's like a shower. You got to receive some a little bit every day. Do you find that to be true, that you have to find new motivation every, every morning? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think a famous Zig quote for sure, you know, that, uh, you know, you, you get dirty, you got to take a bath, right? Um, same, same thing happens with the motivational thing. And actually, it goes a little bit deeper than that if you study it. And a lot of people haven't studied the motivation thing. It's becoming more studied as time goes on. But really, it goes back to how we're constructed, how our minds are made and the executive center of our mind. To be very honest with you, motivation, if you pump yourself up, will only last you two or three days. That's why if you go to a weekend event or, or, or talk to somebody, a couple of days later, you're like, oh, man, where'd it go? Well, frankly, it's just your body. And so we have to continually recharge this thing. So, yeah, that's what I found. That's really what was the drive for for being there every single day for people. Just going to drag them along and say, come on, let's do this thing. Because it does wear off naturally. Well, you know, there's so much going on in our country right now. Lots of controversy, a lot of uncertainty. I, I know you talk about that on your podcast in terms of, you know, folks trying to decide, you know, which way am I going? What is next for me? And when it comes to our nation here on our nation's birthday, the 4th of July, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay positive and, and inspired by this country when you see so much uncertainty and strife? Well, I think you need to you need to you know use the word worldview. Um, you need to look what's going on in the world. You need to look around you and take just a minute and and kind of get in other people's shoes. You don't have to think like everybody else does, but get in their shoes to see how they're seeing the world and you how you're seeing the world. And if you do that, you get a really different opinion. If you talk to anybody who's traveled the world, has been to lots of different countries, they have a whole different worldview about how things work than those who haven't. So that's, that's what I've been teaching people these days. I said, number one, we have to walk our talk. We have to hold our values. We have to know what we're all about, and we really have to be that person. And secondly, we have to allow the chance for other people to do that and then see how they're seeing the world. In the middle of that, we can find ways to begin the conversation and communicate. We are, uh, I, we are far more alike than, uh, than we are different. And this week, I've talked to uh, it seems like thousands of people. I don't think it was thousands, but it sure seemed like it all over the world. And I had been blown away by these people on Zoom calls with me and how they're so alike. I mean, we're talking Germany to Australia and all across America. Everybody's the same place. Positive, uplifting, trying to see the world for what it is and trying to find a way to make it better. And I think that's what we have to do. But it is a day-to-day -day thing, but it's paying attention to, to the other folks and really beginning to understand what's happening out there. Well, Scott, obviously, with, with the success that you've had and and the work that you've done, you're, you're getting a chance to live the American dream, uh, making life better for the, the folks that come after you. Our, our question today is we're celebrating the 4th of July on our What Makes America Great special. We're asking folks, what is it you think makes America great? I think it's that never-ending, uplifting, positive attitude that anything is possible. And we forget about that sometimes. Uh, life gets in the way, as I'm very fond of saying. Just the minute you think life is going to be good, something will knock you down. And one thing I've seen in this country in particular is people tend to go, okay, didn't see that coming. Um, let's reset. Let's try again. 
And when they do that and they pay attention to the dreams and what they can do in this world and beyond and, and the bigger picture and think about legacy and who they can help, and they do it consistently over time, every single day, you start to build a little self-esteem, that, that belief, that confidence in what's going to happen shows up. And that's what I see that makes this country great. It's really difficult to knock folks down. Yeah, maybe for a couple of days, but usually they shake it off and go, okay, uh, let's get busy. What can I do now? What can I do to make things better? That's and, what inspires me. That's why I do it every single day. And you talk about building confidence. There some people that, that have uh, confidence and it's not necessarily earned. <laughs> How is building confidence day by day? Is, is that stronger? Is that more lasting? Well, that's absolutely strong. That's where your confidence and your self-esteem comes from. Now, I spent a lot of years in martial arts, and if you've ever done martial arts, you'll know one of the ways we build confidence is we, we have people break a board. And when they break that first board, it's a little quarter-inch pine board, and they don't believe they can do it. They're afraid to punch the board, but as soon as they break it, they want to punch five more boards right mm -hmm, away. Mm -hmm. This is where success comes from. We walk or talk. I like to tell people, get out of the vacuum. Don't think about it. Don't Google it. Don't talk about it. Go do it. When you go do it, it might fail, but you know what? Likely, you're going to succeed in some way. And that little itty-bitty success, no matter how small it is, if you'll step into the next level, you'll get a little bit more. And you know, five years down the road, you're walking and talking with a, with a swagger, and people say, well, how would you get so confident about what you do? Well, the answer is I went and did it. That's it. You just do it. I, I love that. And that's really kind of what started America. We, we came to a, a new country, to new shores, went and did it. Just it, did it. Expanded across the frontier, just went and did it. Uh, moved to the other side of the coast in, in pursuit of gold and riches and just went and did it. And then one day a president said, we're going to go to the moon and we just went and did it. I, I, I love what you're talking about there. Let's go do it. I, uh, I tell people now, they've asked me here just in the past couple of days, uh, they're looking at it, all the bad news, and, and, and it's all negative because negative news sells, and then there's a lot of bad stuff going on, and they say, well, where's your focus? I say, well, I just see there's a lot of good stuff going on. I see there's a lot of great parts of the economy. There's a lot of growth. There are people that are wanting to live their lives in a great way. So I just look for those people, and I don't look for the other people. I find the people that are, hey, we're upbeat, we're positive, whatever, let's go do something with this, and I kind of hitch my wagon to them, and they hitch there's the mine and hey we run together and we just go do it and that's how it happens it doesn't happen overnight but but it does happen we slowly build that momentum i like to call it my momentum freight train and uh, it's forced momentum it simply means we're going to push in the direction we go because we have this indomitable spirit to do it and either you're going to jump on my train or by the time you decide not to i'm out of the station i got momentum anyway i'm going to go make life great Scott Smith, founder of Motivation to Move, host of the Daily Boost podcast. You can check it out anywhere you get podcasts. It's just great, great stuff, yeah. stuff, man. Happy Fourth of July, and thank you so much for spending some of it with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. There's still a lot more to come on our Fourth of July special. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app, free in the App Store or Google Play. You know, folks, it looks like Democrat Party unity is coming apart while they stick it to American businesses suffering under the coronavirus lockdowns. Senate Democrat leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi refuse 
to support liability protections for businesses that want to get back to normal operations. But according to The Hill, a few so-called moderate Democrats are pushing back. Chris Coons, a short little ball guy, Delaware senator and Biden buddy, says he wants businesses to have some form of liability protection, but only with clear regulatory guidelines. Red tape, in other words. Alabama Senator Doug Jones, whose seat is in serious danger, is also willing to make a liability protection deal with Republicans. He wants businesses to have some protections, but he doesn't want to give them blanket immunity or a blank check. You know, I hope every business owner, large and small, is paying attention to this. I mean, without liability protection in place, swarms of lawyers are going to be filing suit the minute employees, customers, or clients claims they caught the coronavirus because of the business, regardless where they actually got it. Now, some of these businesses are struggling to keep their doors open as it is. Lawsuits would kill them, and the Democrats know it, and they don't care. Democrats howl to the moon whenever somebody calls them anti-business, but that's exactly what they are, straight to their core. Folks, it is once again my privilege to join Mahindra in honoring those who have so bravely served our country. It's time for the seventh annual Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. To celebrate our Independence Day, the 4th of July, we will randomly select one deserving service member to receive a new Mahindra 4540 four-wheel drive tractor. It's a real deal. Tough as nails. Compact utility tractor with an impressive loader and three-point lift capacities. So help us find a brave American to receive this rugged Mahindra. To nominate somebody who is active duty or a veteran of the military and to get official rules, visit RushLimbaugh.com and look for the Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. Thanks to Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. And God bless all of you who protect our freedom. Take advantage of rock bottom prices and great financing on new Mahindra subcompact, compact, or utility tractors or Mahindra utility vehicles. To find your dealer and test drive a Mahindra, please visit WhyMahindra.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette Be more careful and thoughtful I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. We're asking for everyone under 40 that if you were in a gathering, please go and get tested. Please wear a mask. White House Task Force Dr. Deborah Burks also urging them to stay away from those most in danger from getting the coronavirus. The day after a record number of cases in the U.S., 55,000 cases rising in 40 states with record daily infections in Montana, Arkansas, Georgia, and Florida. Fox's Evan Brown live in Broward County. Yeah, Dave, July 4th here in South Florida will be beach free. It will be bar and pub free. And chances are you won't get to have dinner out. And you'll need to be masked. If we comply with the regulations and the rules that we have today, we can tamp down this virus. Carlos, if we comply with the regulations. Carlos Jimenez is the mayor of Miami-Dade County, Florida, and other states have clocked record numbers of coronavirus infection cases, leading to a resumption of shutdowns and special precautions across the nation. Firework shows are canceled. Even large backyard barbecues are discouraged, Dave. No, I mean, for the first time in 10 years, there will be fireworks at Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. And President Trump will be there for the night before the 4th of July celebration. It'll include the Air Force Academy Band and also a Blue Angels flyover. 
But he'll be met by protests. Sioux Tribe leader Harold Frazier, who is calling for the removal of the Mount Rushmore Memorial, blasting tonight's event. He says, we are now being forced to witness the lashing of our land with pomp, arrogance, and fire, hoping our sacred lands survive. Fox's Griff Jenkins, a Kansas City, Missouri police officer is in intensive care, shot in the head, chasing a man with a gun who ran from a McDonald's. He was killed in the shootout, Chief Rick Smith. It's very difficult to talk to the officers right now. Another Casey cop was wounded, shot responding to a robbery. In Wilson, Oklahoma, two police officers charged with murder in the death last year of a man. They used stun guns on him more than 50 times. America's listening to Fox News. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 79 degrees under mostly sunny conditions. Your complete forecast is coming up. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como. Our top story, sentencing is being delayed for the man who pleaded guilty to setting fires last year at three historic black churches in St. Landry Parish, Holden Matthews had been set for sentencing in federal court in Lafayette later this month, but court records show the sentencing has been rescheduled for October 16th after courthouse restrictions related to the new coronavirus expire. Matthews pleaded guilty in February to state and federal charges. Matthews is white, and the destruction of the black churches evoked memories of civil rights-era terrorism, but the charges against Matthews said the churches were burned because of their, quote, religious character. For the 4th of July, Governor Edwards is begging residents uh, not to do a repeat of Memorial Day and further spike our growing number of COVID cases. Brooke Thorrington has more. Edwards says the most recent upward trend began almost two weeks after Memorial Day when unmasked socialization was spotted across the state. He says for this holiday, please mask up and stay with your immediate family. I'm a veteran, but you don't have to be a veteran to be patriotic and to want to celebrate our nation's birthday. But patriotism is not about putting your own health at risk or putting other people's health at risk. And most importantly, don't go into a large crowd. There is no safe large crowd. I'm Brooke Thorrington. The special session is in the rearview mirror, but what do lawmakers feel were the highlights? Kevin Bornhart has more. House Republican Caucus Chairman Blake Miguez says the state has moved closer to lowering auto insurance rates. There's still some work to be done, but we took an historic first step in the right direction. House Democratic Caucus Chairman Sam Jenkins feels starting the conversation on police reform also was noteworthy. We began to look at those practices, policies, and personnel that may be leading to incidents being accelerated to the point where someone is being injured or even killed. And both sides agreed that legislation to get a one-time $250 check in the hands of critical workers was a good move. I'm Kevin Barnhart. 
Well, today, many Cajun fans and countless others who were fortunate to know him will fondly remember a true legend who touched their lives in so many ways. On this date, one year ago today, former Louisiana Raging Cajun head baseball coach Tony Robichaux passed away. Robichaux, who suffered a heart attack on June 23rd of last year, followed by two subsequent surgeries, died on Wednesday, July 3rd at the age of 57. Robichaux, who accumulated more than 1,100 career victories, including more than 900 at Louisiana, was a head coach for 32 years, including 25 at UL and seven more at McNeese. Now, his legacy, though, goes far beyond success on the field, as he had an incredible impact on the lives of so many that he ever came in contact with. You can remember Coach Tony Robichaux by going to the website, kpl965.com, as we have a uh, tribute video that's uh, posted there um, to uh, the great man that Coach Tony Robichaux was. We've got an unsettled forecast working its way into Acadiana starting today. I think late afternoon, early evening, we'll see widely scattered showers and some thunderstorms making their way from north to south today as a front is going to drop in from the north and then eventually stall offshore. This is going to keep those doors open for showers basically each and every day through the weekend and into early next week. While it won't be a complete washout wall-to-wall rainfall, it will be wet in the afternoon, so you'll want to keep an eye on the radar. And if you are outside, make sure that you have a place to run and find shelter if those showers do start to work their way into your area. In the meantime, highs today are going to sit in the lower 90s. Lows tonight are going to be dropping down into the mid-70s. Sunshine up through the morning with clouds by the afternoon. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Get breaking news when it happens in the palm of your hand. The KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google Play Store. Oh, say, can you
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. It is time for us to realize that we are too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis R. Avalone. Welcome to our 4th of July special. We're doing it all week long. What makes America great? You know, part of the reason that folks, especially as we approached the 4th of July, you know, folks are reminded of those foundational principles that our country were founded upon. Right. The beginnings. One of the reasons that folks don't like the lockdown. Or don't like government intrusion with respect to shutting down non-essential businesses. What's happened for half of this year so far. I I think it goes back to what Thomas Jefferson said. I'm a great believer in luck. And I find the harder I work, the more I have of it. Mm. See, he should know about hard work. He was our first Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. He was our second vice president. He was our nation's third president. He drafted our Declaration of Independence. He wrote the Virginia um, uh, Declaration of of Religious Freedom. He founded the University of Virginia. He was the ambassador to France. He successfully negotiated the Louisiana Purchase, which nearly doubled our young country's size. See, and and that doesn't even touch on the inventions and the writings and, and the other things he did. And see, that's what liberals don't understand. About the importance, the value of hard work, because most people don't want just a handout because a job is more than just income. It's more than just what we do to pay the bills. A loss of a job is the loss of control. Mm. And hard work is not just the physical effort alone. It represents who we are as a country, and it is how we define ourselves to the world. Oh, I love that. You're, you're exactly right. You are what you re- continually do. Absolutely. That's what Aristotle said. Well, we do this show every year. We're, we're, we're proud to celebrate the greatness of America. We've got uh, some guests on this year that kind of follow that same idea. Take a listen to Corey Lewandowski here on American Ground Radio. Joining us now on the phone, Corey Lewandowski, former campaign manager for President Trump back before he was President Trump. Big reason why he became uh, President Trump. Yes, indeed. Uh, Also political consultant, author of the book, Let Trump Be Trump. You've seen him on Fox, CNN and own Corey Lewandowski. Welcome to our Fourth of July special. What makes America great? Well, thank you for having me today, guys. I appreciate it. And Lewis has actually got a copy of your book in his hand right now. Oh, yes. It's uh, it's in my library at home. I brought it up here to the studio because I knew we were going to be uh, talking with Mr. Lewandowski today. You know, this book, Let Trump Be Trump, you know, the title in and of itself uh, leads to so many other questions. What was the genesis of this book? Well, this this book, the first book, Let Trump Be Trump, written by Dave Bossie and myself is really it's a re it's a reminder of the challenges that this candidate Donald Trump had to go through to first beat a field of 16 Republican candidates who are highly qualified and then what it took 
to beat the left-wing media and Hillary Clinton to go on and serve for four years, the first four years as the president of the United States against all odds. Because in this book, we detail what it's like coming down that escalator ride. We detail the hypocrisy of the media. We detail their bias. And it's a fun story, though, about our time being next to then-candidate Trump. And then at the end in the epilogue, we get the privilege to go in and spend some time with then-President Trump in the White House. And so it's a great read, and uh, everybody loves that book, Let Trump Be Trump. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of folks maybe listening right now that are somewhat envious because they say, how do I get a job like that? How do I get in a position to work with such a great man like Donald Trump? How did you get a job with Donald Trump? Well, look, I'm a very lucky guy, and the truth is that Dave Bossy, the co-author of this book, uh, introduced me to Donald Trump way back in April of 2014, so long before he had ever announced he was going to be running for president. He came up to uh, a little place called Manchester, New Hampshire, right outside of my hometown, and and he gave a speech, and during that speech was the first time I ever heard the words, we're going to make America great again, we're going to build a wall on the southern border, and then I fast-forwarded to December of 2014 and dave called me again and said why don't you go up to new york and spend some time with mr trump he's thinking about running for office and i did and lo and behold he hired me on the spot it has you know been a decision that has changed my life and i think probably the direction of the country for the better for uh, every american we're talking to Corey lewandowski former campaign manager for donald trump uh cory our question you, you talked about make america great again again the, the campaign slogan for donald trump the question we ask on this show every year and we get such great answers from on it, the fourth of july on the fourth of july the question we ask is what is it that makes america great well look the independent streak that americans have the ability to fight for and never give up you know we have such a strong resolve you know what makes america great is our our grit and our determination and our history. Look, our forefathers did something that I don't know if any of us would have the guts to do today. They put their their fortunes at stake, their lives at stake, and they took on the greatest army at the time the world had ever seen. And it was a grind, and they did it because they knew they didn't want to live under a king. And so when I look at this great country today, I look at the people who make sacrifices, whether they're men and women in uniform in our armed services, whether they're men and women who serve as our first responders, that when we know we need them, they're there for us. Look, I am so lucky to have been able to travel around this country and see people from every walk of life who say, thank you, Donald Trump, for giving me the chance. Thank you for letting me build my business. Thank you for stopping the the overzealous regulations that government has placed on my business so I can grow. What makes this country great is when we have an issue like COVID-19 that impacts everybody negatively, the best of America comes out. We saw companies retooling their factories, changing their work product, making it so that people can work in different environments than what they were accustomed to. That's why we're the greatest country in the history of the planet. All right, so it's the 4th of July. Folks are celebrating America. You have spoken about your appreciation for this country. When did you realize America was great? Do you remember when that moment was? You bet I do. Sure, I was seven years old, and I was watching Ronald Reagan debate Jimmy Carter. It was 1980, and I listened to – I didn't know anything about anything, right? And I probably still don't know anything about it now, but 
I listened to this guy named Ronald Reagan, and he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure we have the greatest military. I'm going to make sure that we're protected, and I'm going to stay out of your way. I'm going to make sure the government is not the so the problem, but it's the solution. And so, you know, what I heard by that at seven years old was somebody who, for some reason, just I, I agree with everything they had to say and said, that's the kind of leader I want to see in our country. Someone who knows how important our strong military is, know that the government is not the solution to our problems, know that they have to get the government out of the way so people can run their lives and not get engaged. And, and from that moment, when I was seven years old to today, so almost 40 years later, I have, 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 I've had those same very thoughts and having the opportunity to travel this country and talk to people. Uh, I think that by and large, that's what people want. They want less government, less regulation, less oversight, and they want a peace and prosperous place to live. Corey Lewandowski, we got about a minute left here. Uh, it's been a rough year here in 2020 for this country, really all over the world, but certainly for this country. What do you, th- what do you think is coming up for the rest of this year for America? Look, our country is going to come back bigger and stronger and better than ever before. If you look, you know, in the last couple of weeks from where the Dow Jones industrial average was way down to, you know, 18,500, all of a sudden in the last few weeks, we've seen the NASDAQ hit new highs. We we unfortunately listened to the pundits who told us that we'd lose 8 million new jobs and said we gained 2 million. Look, our economy is opening back up. This president is bringing the greatest economy the world has ever seen back to life, and that means more money in people's pocketbooks. It also means we're going to do things a little differently. Maybe uh, we spend more time at home with our children. We we reconnect with some of those family members, and we're not running around as much. But I'll tell you what, I have so much confidence in Donald Trump that this economy is going to come roaring back bigger and better than ever before, that that's what's going to propel him to victory in November. Corey Lewandowski, thank you so much, and happy 4th of July. Thank you, guys. When we come back here on American Ground Radio, boy, do we have some inspiration for you. You're going to love this next segment. Stick around for more American Ground Radio's 4th of July special. You're standing on American Ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, we talked earlier in the week about the second sentence of the Declaration of Independence. Right. And we also have talked about the power of prayer and how it can transform a life and guide us, inspire us. But let's talk for just a minute the reason that prayer is so very needed for our country, Mm -hmm. our very way of life. And the reason is, without the Creator, There are no rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And because government's duty is to protect these rights for us, what's most important here is that we elect men and women who pray. Now, as Americans, you don't have to pray. No. You You don't have to believe in a creator in order to be an American. Not at all. But who we elect to our government positions must, and, and the reason for that is that if you elect folks who don't acknowledge that our rights come from our creator or that there is even a creator at all, then how can those elected officials possibly pretend to protect our rights if they don't believe the creator is the source of those rights to begin with? 
And it's not just good to have. Right. I, no, I absolutely agree with you. It's not just good to have uh, lawmakers who are praying, but I actually think it's probably it's a good idea to be praying for those lawmakers that that you're asking God to make sure that they get the guidance they need to execute their jobs, to to create the laws, to to deal with one another, to 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 manage what's going on with our country. I think praying for our leaders is a good thing too, and that's why I'm so excited about our next guest because this is what he does on a daily basis he's the chaplain of the united states senate and can you imagine that being being responsible for the spiritual guidance of the leaders of this country of the swamp that is that is pretty big job but he's quite clearly up to it Joining us now on the phone, Admiral Barry Black, the 62nd chaplain of the United States Senate. He spent 27 years in the United States Navy, has wow. a doctorate of ministry and a doctorate of philosophy. If there's something troubling you, I'm pretty convinced Chaplain Black can help you out. <laughs> Welcome to American Ground Radio's 4th of July special. It's my honor to be here with you. So, how did you get involved in the ministry? Uh, not a lot, a lot of folks are confused by someone goes into the military and goes into the ministry. They see those as, as different things. Uh, how did you feel that calling? How did you get involved, and, and how has it shaped you? Well, my mother was baptized into the Christian faith when she was pregnant with me, and she prayed as she was immersed in the baptismal pool that the Holy Spirit would bless her unborn child. Wow. I have always wanted to pursue the ministry. I loved young people, and in an effort to minister to young people, I explored my options, and I discovered the military chaplaincy. I had already pastored 11 civilian churches. I was still in my 20s. Wow. And I entered the military chaplaincy in order to be able uh, to be the spiritual fitness coach for young people. So that's how I ended up becoming a chaplain in the United States Navy. Wow. And, and now you're the, the chaplain for the U.S. Senate. You've been serving your country for essentially your, your most of your adult life. What is it that you think makes America great? Well, um, first of all, let me just define greatness. And to me, greatness is possessing abilities and qualities considerably above the normal or average. And I think that America's origins make it great. I mean, my God, I mean, look at the Declaration of Independence, which basically says the rights we have are not so much derived from nor conferred by the state as they are God-given. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all people are created equal and that they are endowed by a creator with certain unalienable rights uh, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's an amazing experiment, and so many people in the world envy this country 
because of its amazing constitution, because of the socio-political documents that frame it. So America is just an amazing uh, 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 nation. Uh, 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 the inscription on our Statue of Liberty uh, shows the greatness of this nation. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. So this is the expansive magnanimity and generosity uh, that this nation is intended to have. And that, to me, is a critical part of its greatness. Oh, Chaplain, that is so well said. So absolutely beautiful. Inspirational. You know, obviously, you love this country. When did you realize there was something special about this country? When did you first realize that? Do you remember that moment? Well, I I think a lot of times <laughs> you you remember looking back, you know. Um hindsight is 2020 someone said. Mm. So it's it's in retrospection that you often remember, but I grew up probably going to church uh at least four times a week. Every time the church door opened, wow. my mother had uh, my my seven siblings and me uh, in worship. And looking back, uh, at, particularly after preaching on every continent, including Antarctica, and preaching in places where the freedom to worship was not available. You know, I preached in the former Yugoslavia in house churches, mm. and the people were just so grateful to, to to have a sermon that they would, it was one of the few places where I preached a 20-minute sermon, and the people said, you've got to preach another one. <laughs> they, they said, we can, we can sing and we can pray all the time, but this is an opportunity to have a preacher and to and to worship this way. So the very fact that growing up, my family uh, and I had the freedom to worship according to the dictates of our conscience. Consciences, wow, what what an amazing place! And I think we take that for granted. The freedom to assembly, uh, 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 to assemble, uh, you know that we have. It's an amazing freedom. I went to school in Alabama. And I participated in peaceful protests uh, because this great nation permits you to do that. It permits you to speak and to uh, engage uh, in uh, nonviolent direct action, as Martin Luther King Jr. called it. So just looking back over my life at the opportunities available to me in this nation uh, where I retired a two-star admiral. I uh, am now the chaplain for the upper chamber of our legislative branch. But had I been, had I uh, have been born in another nation, there, there, there could have been a caste system that would have permanently eliminated those kind of uh, kind, kinds of opportunities for me. That is the greatness of our nation, that someone with very little possibilities in terms of 
inheritance at birth can, with effort and with prayer and with the unfolding of a powerful providence, end up uh, surprising a lot of people, including himself. Admiral Barry Black, we, we've been doing this show for four years. I got to say, this is my favorite interview oh, my goodness. ever. I feel blessed by this. Thank you so much for taking your time out on this 4th of July to, to talk with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephen and Lewis, and stay free. As we continue our 4th of July celebration, we're talking with Leslie Rutledge. You're listening to American Ground Radio, where the greatness within you reflects the greatness of America, with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. World events, national headlines, and local news that affects you the most. Hey, it's Robin Burney, and you're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. I listen every morning. I like to stay informed. Wake up with us weekday mornings at 5.30 for the headlines on News Talk 96.5 Q. American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis R. Avalone. By the way, this song is available on our CD, uh, Freedom Sings. You can buy the individual songs or the whole thing, download it on iTunes. And it's a, it's a great thing. It's not just all the, the kids' songs here, the, the patriotic songs, but we also, in between each one of the songs, we tell the story of how the songs came to be. Like, did you know that it, the Yankee Doodle wasn't originally a patriotic song? It was a song the British originally sang to insult Americans? Look, folks, this CD... You got to get it, especially if you got kids this Fourth of July week. Yeah, it's a gift for yourself, for Uh your family. It's really cool. So go check that out. You know, there's a lot of anxiety in our country today. I I think to some degree, it's probably the highest in my lifetime. Mm, I agree. And I think one thing you can do for me, at least helps calm me is to look at history to see how folks dealt with situations similar to the ones that we may be facing today in our country. And, you know, in looking at the writings of the Founding Fathers, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. There's a story of George Washington's Rising Sun armchair. You've probably heard about it. Mm -hmm. It highlights the foremost question that every American must answer for him or herself before we can successfully address any challenges. And it goes like this. After the signing of the Constitution of 17, or in 1787, rather. Right. Benjamin Franklin spoke about a chair belonging to a General Washington, or to General Washington, rather. A General Washington, sure. At the top of the chair were the golden rays of the sun. He told Washington that throughout the proceedings, he had wondered whether it was a rising or setting sun. And when General Washington asked him, what have you decided, Mr. Franklin? He did not answer, did not hesitate with his answer. He said, It is a rising sun. Hmm. So 244 years later, America is at a crossroads, I believe. And whether we choose to transform or restore America will determine who we are for the next generation, for the next 244 years. And each of us has to decide that for ourselves. And so one of the things we're doing on the show this year is we're talking to a couple of politicians that are rising up in their careers. They could be leading the next generation. This is Attorney General Leslie Rutledge. America! America! 
joining us now on the phone, Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge. Welcome to American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? Well, thank you so much for having me on. What a pleasure it is to visit with you all. Now, you are the first woman, as I understand, you are the first woman to be elected attorney general in the history of the great state of Arkansas. Is that right? That's correct. I'm also the first Republican to have ever been elected attorney general in Arkansas. And another first that I came that came about two years ago is that I'm the first constitutional officer in the history of the state of Arkansas to give birth while holding office. And so I've just we've just had a lot of fun being first. <laughs> I read that. Congratulations on that. I think the thing I'm, I'm most excited about is your, your, your new child, your new baby. And, and congratulations on that. Well, thank you. Having been a mom has been the most incredible thing. I, I just thought I had better. I thought I had good titles until I became a mom. And I just remember when I gave birth to Juliana, and I looked at that little face. I knew exactly how much God loves us, oh. and it just overwhelmed me the love between a parent and a child. And even right now, as I'm thinking about it, how much I love that little stink, it just it just fills my heart with joy. Absolutely. So you're the first Republican and first woman attorney general of Arkansas. You know, the first question I have to ask is, what took the good people of Arkansas so long? Well, that I can't answer, but um, it is, you know, it, it's been humbling to have young girls in particular to come into to the office and to look. Uh, down the hallway that's on the floor where my office is and to see uh, all the my predecessors who are all males and for them to ask, you know, well, why aren't there any girls on the wall? And for me to be able to tell them, uh, you know, that I am the first girl to have been elected to this office and to see the smiles on their faces and even young boys will ask that. Uh, when I spoke to a group of middle school students one time and I told them I was the first girl to have been elected to this office, they all broke out in applause. You know, even our young people uh, recognize that these milestones are important, but it's also it's important to have the right person. And perhaps, you know, we never were in a position to to have the right person at the right time running. And so I am just feel very blessed to be in this position. Well, we're, we're doing our Fourth of July special, as you know, and we're asking folks all over the country, what is it that you think makes america great so i'll pose that same question to you you've you grew up in arkansas you you spent your education there what is it that you think makes america great well america is the greatest country that the world has ever known and it really revolves around our faith family and freedoms and being able to to practice our faith and love one another and protect that and to do so freely our families to have safety and security but also, you know, all of this is about our freedoms and we are the freest country in the world and we have to fight for those. And our freedoms are not free. Uh, men and women have died on our soil and foreign soil to protect our freedoms. And so we need to say thank you to them uh, as we celebrate the 4th of July and remember uh, what those brave men and women had done 200 plus years ago to, to start this country. But we have to fight for it every day. And when someone threatens the, the freedoms of someone in Louisiana or Indiana or California, when they threaten their freedoms, they threaten all of our freedoms. And so I, I just think, you know, as we reflect and have our barbecues and cookouts and crawfish bowls and all of these fun things, that we really need to take the opportunity to 
be prayerful and thoughtful about what makes America great and to talk to younger generations to ensure that they carry on the legacy of fighting for our freedoms. Because we've even seen through this pandemic how quickly we can be restricted and how our lives can change overnight. And it's imperative that we are all in this together because I say Arkansas is one big small town. But when you bowl all the water out of it, America, it's just one big small town. So when you talk about all of the wonderful qualities of our country, and they are indeed, many would say, exceptional. When did you realize that America was great? When did you realize there was something special about being an American? Well, I am I am very blessed to grow up in a family who instilled those values in my brother and I at a very early age. My mother was an elementary special education teacher of 34 years. My my dad uh, was a lawyer and he was a Republican before it was cool, but he was always, they were always talking about history and uh, the impact of our country and what it had done. And we would watch things and talk about them at the, at the dinner table. And we went to church every Sunday. I knew exactly where I was going to be every Sunday morning. Um, I think that's important, but all of these things make America great. And that's why we have to share our values and instill in our young people to make sure that we don't lose sight of what an incredible opportunity that we all have to, to live and to raise families and the, again, the greatest nation the world has ever known. Absolutely. Uh, attorney General Rutledge, our last question here. You, um, as the Attorney General in Arkansas, there have been a lot of people before you that have gone on to other offices. There were a lot of governors of Arkansas who were first Attorney Generals. Mike Beebe, Bill Clinton, Jim Guy Tucker, uh, Mark Pryor was an Attorney General. He became a Senator. You are in your second term as Attorney General. What's What's next for you? Well, what a great question. And uh, yes, several AGs have gone on to other offices and I'm being encouraged strongly and I'm looking at strongly a, a gubernatorial run. Uh, we have never elected a female uh, governor in Arkansas, but um, it's not for a, a legacy, but rather the opportunity to continue uh, leading people and serving the people of Arkansas in a way that uh, we can have Arkansas be the first in the country. And we I don't want to be the first. I want Arkansas to be the first. And that's uh, something that I'm being encouraged and looking at uh, very seriously to, to do. But um, no announcement today. Well, thank you so much for your time and uh, for, for being with us here on our 4th of July special and for sharing uh, your, your stories. I appreciate you so much. And happy 4th of July. Well, thank you. God bless you all. And as always, friends, God bless the United States of America. You have a fantastic day. Happy 4th. Thank you. Coming up next here on American Ground Radio, a friend of the show, C.L. Bryant. You're going to want to hear his story and what he thinks makes America great. You're standing on American Ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL.
Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parth, Louis R. Avalone. This is our 4th of July special, What Makes America Great? Doing it all week long. All right, so earlier in the week, a couple of days ago, we were talking with Scott Smith, mm-hmm. who has a motivational podcast. Which one of the most popular in the country. And like the most downloaded ever. Uh, yeah, at one point. And we were talking about stinking thinking. Mm. And that's a phrase that Zig Ziglar often said which is when he said, we allow ourselves to be gripped by negative thoughts and emotions. That's stinking thinking. And Mm. stinking thinking leads to only one outcome. It makes you feel defeated, discouraged, and depressed. Mm. And I think to some degree in this nation, we are to some degree, aren't we gripped by stinking thinking? I mean, at least if you watch the mainstream media long enough there's a lot of it out there uh, that you know we've got that america's racist that it's always been racist that's irredeemably racist that there's systemic racism in there you can't fix it you just have to tear it all down but see that's negative thought process but haven't you ever heard of we are what we think about i mean Mm -hmm. how we speak to ourselves can be self-motivating and encouraging or it can be self Defeating, And I think this is generally when folks remind us that it's not what happens to us that matters. It's how we choose to respond. Mm. And it's in the Bible. The Bible says, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. So, it, And I think words, you say all the time, words have meaning. Words, words have meaning. You know, That's right. I mean, look at President Trump. He uses these kind of words to characterize whatever he's doing. It's the greatest thing ever. It's the the finest. It's the smartest. It's the greatest. But if you listen to President Obama's speeches during his administration... You didn't build that? Right. I mean, most of the phrases he uses include the word can't and don't, and in particular, the word frustrating. You know, Mm. like, for example, he said, instead of thriving in your job, President Obama, he thought at certain point... You've made enough money. Yeah, you've made enough money. Don't worry about it. You should just give the rest of that to the government. And you didn't build that. You didn't build that. So anyway, I guess it's just really important for us to avoid stinking thinking Mm. because when we do that, we allow ourselves to be gripped by negative thoughts and emotions, and that's just going to lead to making us feel discouraged. And I think our next guest is a great example of this. Uh, We're talking with C.L. Bryant. And at one point, I think he would tell you he was gripped by stinking thinking. But when it turned around, so did his life. Joining us now on the phone, C.L. Bryant. He's on President Trump's Black Voices for Trump Advisory Board. Of course, you know him from the C.L. Bryant show. I mean, he's... How can you not know who C.L. Bryant is? (laughs) Come on. Exactly. Happy Fourth of July, my friend. Happy Fourth of July to all of you, my good friends, Lewis and Stephen, and happy Fourth of July to every American Independence Day. Uh, CL, you have been. Um, I, I, I want to ask about Donald Trump's presidential advisory board, the, the the Black Voices for Trump. How'd you get involved with that, and how's that project going? The president um, appointed people to that board, and I was appointed by him to that board. And um, it's about 20 of us who are on the board, and uh, we are looking for a tsunami 
as far as the black vote is concerned in 2020. And I think the American liberal establishment is going to be absolutely shocked on November 3rd when uh, they see an increase of at least uh, 10 to 15 percent above the 8 percent that Trump won last time, making it about 20, 21 percent voting for Donald John Trump this time around. Now, CL, you haven't always been conservative. In fact, you were the president of the NAACP chapter in Garland, Texas. Tell the folks a little bit about this awakening within you. There was a directive that was sent down to my NAACP branch. I'm a two-term president there in Garland. It's about 30 years ago by uh, director, national director, Benjamin Hooks, God rest his soul, to go and speak. Brian, I want you to go and speak at a uh, pro-choice rally. And at the time, I was a a young minister and uh, had my second assignment as evangelical uh, director for a church there in Garland where I was serving. Second Chapel was the name of the church. And uh, I couldn't do that in good conscience. And I told my wife, Jane, I told her, you know, they, they just don't want to control the agenda. They want to control me and use me as a tool to control a group of people. And lo and behold, 30 years later, the NAACP, I saw it coming, has become a working arm of the Democrat Party altogether. And uh, friends, that's what caused my awakening is to see how they were trying to uh, socially engineer a landscape uh, for uh, the black community, which, of course, the black community, for whatever reason, walked right into that social engineering. And now, of course, uh, when you look at the abortion rate that is happening in this country, blacks uh, represent more than 42 percent of abortions that are performed in this country, even though the population of black people in this country is a little under 13 percent. And CL, since I guess it's been about almost 20 years now, you've you've kind of become this rising voice across the country. And as as a result of that, you've gotten to travel across the country. You've made a a movie, Runaway Slave. You've you've talked to folks all over, written a book. Uh, Our question that we're asking folks today, what is it that you think makes America great. Well, as you know, Stephen and Lewis, that I also am a a senior fellow with Freedom Works in Washington, D.C. I've been with them for 11 years. And um, what makes this nation great, in my estimation, from my background, having been born in 1956, Shreveport, Louisiana, at a place called Confederate Memorial Hospital, which became LSU Hospital, which became um, Oshner. And I I don't know what they're going to be be next, but it was originally Confederate Memorial Hospital. That's where I, a black young child in 1956, was born. I'm not ashamed of that. In fact, uh, it is uh, a part of my story. It also gives credence uh, to the triumph and the victory that uh, even out of the Confederacy has come a voice like mine in a city like Shreveport that I grew up in, and I do love uh, Shreveport. Uh, It's my home. Uh, Sometimes I look at it as Tobacco Road. Uh, I despise it sometimes because of the things that uh, happen here and uh, because of some of the the nasty things that go on among us. But I love it because it is my home. But my story could not be told with the victory and the triumph uh, notes, triumphant notes that um, it has in any other country 
on the face of the earth. Uh, you know, I, I have Nigerian roots, uh, but my story could not told in Nigeria. I have Scots Irish roots, but my story could not be told in Scotland or Ireland. Only in America uh, could my story and the story of millions, 350 or 325 million Americans be told, uh, except here in this country. And so as we look at our future uh, in this country, we must look at ourselves as a story of triumph. And Stephen and Lewis, I don't know if, if I have just a minute to say this, I wanna set the record straight on the length of time that slavery existed in this nation. If slavery did not exist in this nation for 400 years, slavery existed in this nation for only 89 years. It existed on this continent for 400 years. Mm. But when America, uh, when Thomas Jefferson wrote the declaration and those 56 signers signed that declaration, and then uh, in 1788, when our nation became a country, uh, slavery was soon ended. And uh, the strength of the liberals now is to uh, produce a narrative that make our children think that somehow our nation was not a symbol of freedom for all Americans. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Martin Luther King referred That's to it as really the, good. He referred to it as the promissory note that the the, the signers wrote, right. and and it's that That's note right. that changed the world. C. L. Bryant, uh, appreciate your friendship and appreciate your 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 unabashed American pride and your willingness to speak up with a very proud and bold voice. Thank you, sir. God bless you both. Thank you. Stick around. We still have another hour of our 4th of July special. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground. Fox News commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and Nathan's has canceled the crowd at their hot dog eating contest. I'll give those bozos some food for thought next. You know that Untuck It shirt you've been eyeing? Maybe it's that button-down that comes out of the dryer looking perfectly crisp, or that super soft polo that actually wicks away sweat. This July 4th weekend is the perfect time to buy it. Take 25% off everything at Untuck It with our July 4th sale on now. Our famous polos and lightweight linen shirts are perfect for summer and are 25% off right now. Visit us now at UntuckIt.com or an Untuck It store near you. Untuck It, shirts designed to be worn untucked. So Nathan's announced that the 4th of July hot dog eating contest will take place without an audience because of coronavirus concerns. Now, I'm no doctor, but if you're really worried about people's health, maybe don't have them eat 50 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Last I checked, that wasn't at the top of the CDC guidelines. Never mind that eating that much will leave you with more than one curve to flatten. Look, folks, I don't watch this contest. If I wanted to see someone eat like a slob on the 4th of July, I'd bring a mirror. What I can't stand is the inconsistency on these health guidelines. Nathan's is located in Brooklyn, where they just had 60,000 people attend a protest this past Monday. Nobody told them they couldn't come and nobody made them social distance, which is why canceling the hot dog crowd does not cut the mustard. If health officials want anyone to take their guidance seriously, they need to be consistent before we're all playing catch up. Okay, I'll stop the hot dog puns because they're terrible, to be frank. Although I did relish that last one. That's your Fox News Looking commentary. For uncommon talent? Meet the grads of life. They're not the typical candidates you're used to, but they're exactly who your company needs. An ideal fit for entry-level positions, internships, and even mentorships. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn more. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are a KDMS home for news and talk. KPEL-FM Brokerage Lafayette. 
Keep being urged to wear a mask. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. These are instruments of freedom, and I know a lot of people feel that they inhibit their choice and their freedom. But if more of us wear these, we will slow the spread of disease and we'll get back to worship, we'll get back to work, we'll get back to school sooner. Surgeon General Dr. Jerome Adams telling Fox we can slow the surging spread of the coronavirus. The 55,000 cases reported yesterday in the U.S. is a record. Wearing a mask is now mandatory in Texas. Republican Governor Greg Abbott. First violation of the standard is just a warning. Subsequent violations are subject to a penalty not to exceed $250. South Dakota's governor says there won't be social distancing tonight when thousands gather for fireworks at Mount Rushmore. President Trump will be there. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, Native American activists plan to protest the president's appearance at Mount Rushmore. They want the carving of four American presidents removed, claiming the land was stolen. South Dakota Attorney General Jason Rodsboard told Fox and Friends. This is a symbol of American exceptionalism, and I believe that uh, there's no way a symbol of white supremacy. The fireworks displays plans hasn't happened in more than a decade due to a risk of wildfires. Dave. Rachel, Homeland Security will be out protecting federal monuments this holiday weekend with more protests planned in several cities. The president says nobody's going to shatter the American dream, not the anarchists. Democrats are calling for the president to punish Russia over intelligence the White House claims was not verified. Then Russia paid the Taliban to kill U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said after she got a briefing. The White House put on a con that if you don't have 100 percent consensus, on intelligence it shouldn't rise to a certain level we would practically be investigating nothing if you had to start off at 100 percent america's listening to fox news have you ever wanted to learn a new language like french spanish or russian but thought it would be too difficult and time consuming then go to babble.com and try it for free Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 81 degrees under mostly sunny conditions. Your complete forecast is coming up. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como. Our top story, sentencing is being delayed for the man who pleaded guilty to setting fires last year at three historic black churches in St. Landry Parish, Holden Matthews had been set for sentencing in federal court in Lafayette later this month. But court records show the sentencing has been rescheduled for October 16th after courthouse restrictions related to the new coronavirus expire. Matthews pleaded guilty in February to state and federal charges. Matthews is white and the destruction of the black churches evoked memories of civil rights era terrorism. But the charges against Matthews said the churches were burned because of their, quote, religious character. A member of Governor Edwards' staff has tested positive for COVID-19 and has been quarantined along with several other members of the staff who worked closely with him. 
with them, excuse me. Governor Edwards was not considered to be a close contact of this individual and is not self-quarantining. Well, many people are planning to shoot off their own fireworks with many public displays canceled this year. Brooke Thorrington has some safety tips from the state fire marshal's office. State Fire Marshal spokesperson Ashley Rodriguez stresses the importance of fireworks safety this year. She says be aware of where you are setting off your fireworks display. When you're lighting these fireworks that you're doing so, you know, on cement or on a pavement type of ground. Never use fireworks if you are impaired and they should only be set off by adults. We know that sparklers and some other types of fireworks be very enticing to children, especially with the colors, but fireworks are not meant for children. And be sure to properly extinguish them when finished. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Meanwhile, an in-depth survey of the level of COVID antibodies and mortality rates in the state's first pandemic epicenters of Jefferson and Arlene's parishes reveals some shocking information about the virus. Ostner Dr. Robert Hart says their survey shows only 7% of residents in those parishes likely have antibodies. We are a long ways off from herd immunity. And research scientist Dr. Amy Feehan revealed that blacks and whites have roughly the same odds of dying once they get infected, but that blacks are nearly twice as likely to get infected in the first place. She also adds that 75% of the most infectious COVID carriers were asymptomatic. I just could not believe those numbers, so I checked and checked and checked and it was like, uh-oh. I'm Matt Doyle. We've got an unsettled forecast working its way into Acadiana starting today. I think late afternoon, early evening, we'll see widely scattered showers and some thunderstorms making their way from north to south today as a front is going to drop in from the north and then eventually stall offshore. This is going to keep those doors open for showers basically each and every day through the weekend and into early next week. While it won't be a complete washout wall-to-wall rainfall, it will be wet in the afternoon, so you'll want to keep an eye on the radar. And if you are outside, make sure that you have a place to run and find shelter if those showers do start to work their way into your area. In the meantime, highs today are going to sit in the lower 90s. Lows tonight are going to be dropping down into the mid-70s. Sunshine up through the morning with clouds by the afternoon. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Get breaking news when it happens in the palm of your hand. The KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google Play Store. Four. We choose to go to the moon and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. It is time for us to realize that we are too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis Sar Avaloni. It's our 4th of July special. What makes America great? A lot of folks had the day off today. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's nice. Three-day weekend for lots. Absolutely. Folks. You know, I, I've told the story about my father, how in 1943, the Allies shelled my father's village along the southern coast in Italy. Mm-hmm. You know, from the ships in the Mediterranean Sea... The naval bombardment from the Allies was brutal. There were over 1,000 shells fired in less than 20 minutes, Mm. and it was all gone. My father's home that was carved into the mountainside collapsed. All of his family's belongings had been reduced 
to nothing. Mm. And so fast forward here, because without getting into the details of how he came to America, you know, he was going to Baton Rouge High School to learn English. He, he came legally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But my father didn't know of John Winthrop as he was going to Baton Rouge High School just to learn English. You know, John Winthrop, one of the leaders of the colonies. He, he didn't have any idea about the political philosophy of limited government or the importance of the Tenth Amendment. As he painted houses during the day and went to school at night, he didn't know about Alexis de Tocqueville of France. He hadn't studied Benjamin Franklin's writings or he didn't know about the Gettysburg, Gettysburg Address. But yet he knew their principles somehow like the back of his hand. Mm -hmm. And I think that is in and of itself proof positive that these are natural rights. These are God-given rights that there's greatness within each of us. And that's part of why we celebrate today. And to help us with that, we're going to talk to an astronaut. And joining us now, astronaut Bill McArthur. Uh, Lewis, Bill graduated from West Point in 1973. He became a test pilot, joined NASA as a flight test engineer. He flew on the space shuttles Columbia, Atlantis, and Discovery. He's also flown on the Russian Soyuz spacecraft. Oh, my He's goodness. one of very few people on the planet. I guess it was off the planet at the time. Yeah, he's visited both the Russian space station Mir and the International Space Station. Bill McArthur... We're so honored to have you here on our 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. Well, hi, uh, hi Stephen, and hi, Lewis. It's just uh, really a pleasure to join you uh, today. Uh, happy Independence Day. You have a, a very unique perspective, having been out in space, and, it's, and not just having been out in space, but spending as much time as you have in space. What do you think that perspective has taught you that, that most of us that have been stuck here on the ground haven't yet seen? Stephen, there's actually a phrase to, uh, to describe that, and it's called the overview effect. Uh, there's, a, there's a book, uh, uh, the author has, uh, has interviewed several astronauts, and he refers to how their perspective changes when you see the Earth as more than just what's what's on any individual horizon, and and it does it does cause you to reflect on your where you fit in the grand scheme of things, and also it helps to provide a perspective that in which you appreciate this fabulous planet on which we live. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. It would, it, when you look at the atmosphere, and the atmosphere just looks so thin <laughs> compared to what we think of it uh, from, it, from it, the other ground. It, it is so thin. So, uh, Bill, you've, you've been a patriot for a long time. You, you went to West Point. You've served in the military. You've got a whole bunch of awards and ribbons. Uh, what is it you think makes... America great makes it worth serving and defending the way that you have. And, and Stephen, uh, e even though uh, I, I am enjoy this sense that I'm I'm a citizen of the world, uh, I am first and foremost a citizen of the United States, and I, and I served 
uh, the United States uh, as, as, a, as a government employee, either in uniform or as a civilian for 48 years. And I, I, I just think this country is absolutely marvelous. And it's not necessarily always for what the country is, but for what the country can be. Um, if we look back in the history, and, 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 and I decided today I was going to look back at a couple of very important documents. One is the Declaration of Independence, uh, and the other was the Constitution. And you look at these words in the, in the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so, you know, if we look back in the history of the country, we say there were times that we, even at the beginning, we failed to actually achieve those goals. But, but that doesn't mean that this country isn't amazing because it was unique at the time and that the founding fathers created the framework in which the country as it grew and matured and as we became as we came more aware of uh, of our responsibility to our fellow men and women that the country had but was created in a framework that could grow to to aspire to these goals mm. now, we, we, now bill you know you've served our country for over 48 years in in uniform do you remember when you realized there was something special about America, something exceptional about our country? The, the short answer is no. Uh, in that, uh, my, my dad uh, served, uh, was attached. Uh, he, he commanded an anti-aircraft, self-propelled anti-aircraft artillery battalion that was attached uh, to Patton's Third Army in World War II. And so I was raised by, I, I mean, I, I was forged by one of the true members of the greatest generation. And so I always viewed uh, our country as something special, uh, as, as something that made, that had, that makes the world better and has the potential to be even greater than it is. Uh, I, I do think the United States is great, but I think it, absolutely has the potential to become uh, to become even greater and and that was just the way I was raised yeah you were quoting the uh, the second sentence of the Declaration of Independence and, and we quote that on this show all the time that that it, it and Martin Luther King called it a promissory note uh, that this is something that that we have the potential and it's the potential of this country the the um, the chances that this country gives to its citizens to be better versions of themselves. I, I just love your comments on that. Well, you're very kind, but you know, we could also look at the, at the preamble of the constitution. We, the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. Well, you know, it's not a perfect union. It's a more perfect union. And, and I think that also implies that, that we are blessed to live in a country in which we can we can continue to change and grow, identify um, uh, uh, injustice, in uh, identify things that we want to change and improve. And we live in a country that allows us to do that. 
Bill MacArthur, thank you so much for spending part of your your Fourth of July That's with us. Good stuff. That's it's beautiful stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it, it, you're 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 very kind, and I and I have to be uh, very honest, and uh, and I do want to say a hello, uh, Stephen, also to your wonderful parents, uh, Tom and Joni Parr, some of my favorite people in the world. That's some of my favorite people too. So, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure they they listen to the show all the time. I will definitely pass that on. Bill MacArthur, a NASA astronaut, thank you so much for joining us here on American Ground Radio. And happy Fourth of July. Well, coming up next on American Ground Radio on our Fourth of July special, we're talking to the American Mamas. Stick around. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're on board American Ground Radio with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Parr. Celebrating 20 years of enlightening Acadiana. Moon Griffon, next on News Talk 96.5. KV. American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Park. Lewis R. Avalone. Hope you're enjoying your 4th of July weekend. You know, and on this 4th of July, I think we should be celebrating the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, for all Americans. Absolutely. You can't have a, a democracy. You can't have a republic without voting. No. And, you know, there's a lot of folks that don't realize the history regarding women and voting. In fact, women have been running for office before they were even allowed to vote. That's right. Clara Barton, who founded the uh, Red Cross, she was one of the first women ever to run for president, and that was back in the 1800s. In fact, I think it was. I think it's over 3,000 women have campaigned for elected office before the 19th Amendment was ever passed in 1920. It's amazing. And, and and before that time, the most likely path for these women to political office was through widowhood right their their husband maybe is a senator senator passes away and so the governor says well tell you what ms the senator why don't you just finish out his term you know and so at one point in our nation's history 80 percent of the women in office were there because they were filling or fulfilling mm-hmm. their husband's seat right and actually uh president wilson's second wife some people say that she was actually the president because he had suffered a stroke late in his term they tried to keep it secret but there are a lot of people saying she was actually the first female president of the united states because she was actually running everything he wasn't able to well what's different about that i mean women are always they're (laughs) always running the show right but you know it's different today uh women represent approximately 20 percent of Congress, Mm -hmm. about 25% of the state legislature seats, and nearly 12% of governorships. And it's growing every year. You see more and more women running for office every single year. And and they've shown they can win those elections. Sure. At higher rates, if if not equal to men. But too many, too few, I should say, women run for office at all. Because they don't think they're qualified. Mm. They, they they believe what they're told that you know you shouldn't because because you know this is a man's job or whatever. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's an American's job. And, and if you're American, pro- yeah, and they've proven they can win. Absolutely. So uh, some people that have, that have definitely proven themselves are American mamas.
Joining us now are American Mamas, Terry Nettleville and Denise Arthur. You hear them every weeknight right here on American Ground Radio. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. This is my favorite. <laughs> I love how y'all did that in harmony. I know. That was That's pretty good, D. It's almost like y'all been working together for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys, now, Terry, I know 4th of July is it's like, huge. it's like bigger huge. than Christmas it's in your huge. family. Tell the folks you know, a little bit about what y'all do. Well, we have all of our family, all of anybody, really. I mean, whoever's out there and can hear us, you're welcome. It's a circus with <laughs> yeah, no animals. Well, right. there are a few animals. Yeah, just yeah, the yeah, we are. But, um, um, it is a time that we all come together. We have, I have the American flags strung on every single tree in my front yard. We have the big blow up slides for the kids. When my husband and brother-in-laws, they, brothers-in-law, they always grill the hamburgers and everybody comes together and we just celebrate being Americans in this great country. They make a big circle. Oh yeah, we say, say we have our prayer, prayer before yeah. we eat. We all get this big circle in the front, you know, and we just we're such, just give them a number, Terry. How about your average? Usually, attendance. it's it's about seventy five or hundred, and it's mm-hmm. our family members that come from all over. Wow. They'll fly in. Seventy five to hundred people. Yes, they'll have campers. And you know there why? Are people sleep. It's like, and it's yeah. not just because they love America, but it is because usually people have. Christmas they have to have with this family and they have right. Thanksgiving. We have 4th of July. And so everybody's able to come and we do it on the day, no matter what day it lands on. But it's, we are a very patriotic family. We love our country. I still get emotional. Denise, I know you do too. When we're at a ball game and they start oh, playing yeah. that and my hand is over my heart and I start thinking about the words to that song, I get emotional every time. I can almost not finish the song because I try to sing it. I know. It just locks your throat it, up and then like I, my eyes start sprinkling. It does. I don't, it's always been like that it's, since wh- I was young. What do y'all do But besides when I ha- have you come over for a little bit? What do y'all well, do? Well, you know, like because last year, let's see, I usually you know, I have a girls trip at the beach. But yes. I'm not doing that this year because this year, you know, Marty and I got a project we're working on and we're, we got some friends that are coming in. They're going to help us. But, um, you know, it's just for me, you know, independent, just the word independence or Independence Day. I mean, I think about it a lot, but I really think about it a lot over the last few years because, I mean, just the fact that you and I are even talking yes. on air on a radio and we're just like two moms, two working gals, <laughs> yes. two whatever. Yes. But the fact that we can have an opinion right, right. and we can say it out loud That's and it. express ourselves. We have the ourselves. right to have our own opinions. We have the right to yeah. have our own opinions. And you know what I love? I love because people know how much we love this country and we get to talk about this sort of thing every night. I love the way that people respond to us whether we see them out in public or whether it's on our Facebook page, there are so many others like us who love the country. They love the freedom. And we actually, even if we don't agree with you, we respect so fully right. your rights to your own opinions, your own ideas, your own thoughts. And if you, if it's done out of love, if you are able to, if, if, if Lord help us get to this point, because I know right now things are hard this year, but if everybody can come to this place where they can communicate and have a dialogue that is healthy and good and full of love, I am telling you, there's nothing we cannot do in this country. And I feel like that God has really lifted all of us. I, I, I know I've said this before. I feel like that something's bubbling up. And this 4th of July feels extra special to me because these last few months have been hard. Right. I have this feeling that right now something is happening. Something is transpiring. And I think that we're all kind of in this phase of let's go. Rise up. Well, I hope. Move together in I love. I hope you're right. Move forward in but it, light. But doesn't it, it does worry me a little because, you know, all this is so 
um, the flag is included in everything, just like at your home and just like my home. And we, yes. you know, we've talked about, we, Stephen and them did an interview with some local people here in town that, you know, because they had an American flag and a Trump flag. I mean, I hope people aren't going to get to the point where they're too afraid to fly their American flag. Gosh. But you know, this is going to sound crazy to you, but I was making Father's Day. Um, for Marty, his favorite, some of his favorite things, and he loves this homemade macaroni and cheese, and it's a lot of trouble. I'm not going to lie to you, but it, I, <laughs> it struck me. It was so weird to me because you know you have to. I had to divide the eggs. Mm-hmm. I had to separate the. I had to separate the yolks, and then I had to divide the flour, and then I had to divide this, wow. and I had to divide that, and then I thought to myself. That's what our country is going through right now. We've got separation. Mm-hmm. We've got division. But my point in telling you that, because you know I have these weird moments. I know what you And when say. I was doing that, and then when I got done and I was pulling it out of the oven and it struck me so hard, I thought to myself, just a while ago, everything that made this one dish so delicious was all separated yeah. and all divided. And Things don't work like that. You can't, nothing will ever be good if it stays divided and it stays separated. But when it comes together, it makes the best dish. What a beautiful ever. analogy. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking Denise, about that. Yes, so right now yes. we're all in the kitchen. We might mm-hmm. all be spread out in different yeah. bowls and different things. we whatever. come together. But when we come together, we're going to be the best three yes. cheese macaroni and cheese you ever had. <laughs> yes. I love this. That's true. I'm not sure I've oh. ever heard macaroni and cheese put in I'll more patriotic. Never, <laughs> I will never <laughs> think about that the same again. That well, it was weird. Analogy. I mean, I was just, yeah. I literally just, for some reason, I just stopped and I was looking because I had everything yes. in little dishes so I got it right and then I and I, for some reason I just for I felt heavy for a second and then I felt light for a second because I thought you know what I'm fixing to put all this together and when it's over yeah. and we're finished and I pull it out of the oven yeah, it's going to be, be good and it's going to make yes. a lot of people in this house happy and that's the same way with us as Americans and as citizens and until we figure that out that the divide and the separation it never works but when you pull it together Man, there is nothing better. How delicious and sweet it is. Woo, I love that. People, we got to get together now. And have some macaroni and cheese. (laughs) I'll make the macaroni and cheese. I'm now hungry for that. (laughs) I know. I love that. That's such a beautiful analogy. And and no one else would, no No. one else. We've been doing this show But actually, I knew when she started the story, I thought, (laughs) I know know exactly where she's going with it. You know how my brain works. There's no one else in America that would do that. And that is why we are so proud to have the American Mamas on (laughs) American Ground Radio every night. We're proud to be here. Terry Netterville, Denise Arthur, happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. July. We love you guys. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio's 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. She was on our first show four years ago. She's back again this year. Tommy Laren, here when American Ground Radio continues. You're standing on American Ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. I'm Brandon Como, and you're locked into KPL. Get my take on the day's biggest stories alongside Shannon Wilkerson. Offsides, weekdays at 4 on News Talk 96.5. If you want to stay with me. Back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Louis Sar Avalone. You know the the dictionary is really of no help when you look to define what is a public servant. I think Jesus Christ was a public servant, absolutely. But young people, especially, well, I mean, this is a study from Harvard. Okay, 
says that one out of three believe running for public office is honorable. One Ooh. out of three. Only one out of three. And even fewer feel, feel mm-hmm. that the idea of working in some form of public service is appealing to them. So if you've got less and less people mm-hmm. who want to run for public office, who should be running as public servants. Okay. Where is the next generation of public servants going to come from? Well, look, if you've got, uh, you know, if you've got one out of four that thinks... uh, One out of three. One out of four that thinks serving people is a good idea, right? One out of three believe running for public office is honorable. Even fewer feel, right, Okay, that the idea of working in some form of public service is appealing. Right. So if you only got one out of four that think that that's a good idea, yet we got one out of three running, that means we actually have several more people running than we need in those offices. If you don't think serving's a good idea, why in the world would you run? And yet, according to that study, it looks like we've got some people that are... That are doing that. They're well, running mean, for office and don't know what they're doing. I mean, two out of ten Americans don't even know that there are a hundred senators in the U.S. Senate. I mean, twenty-one percent of Americans believe the get this. Twenty-one percent of Americans believe the sun revolves around the Earth, and, and I tell you all of this because in order for our communities to attract the brightest talent to public service, we've got to have a more informed electorate. They've got to know. How many senators are in the U.S. Senate? Because the fewer engaged voters who know that kind of information will eventually reduce the pool of talented candidates to a handful of those barely worth keeping in office at all. Thomas Jefferson, I I believe the exact quote is similar to this, that if you want to have a society that is ignorant and free, you want something that never was and never will be. Exactly. It it expects something that never was and never will be. You know, our our next guest, very well-educated, very intelligent, and a lot of fun, Tommy Laren. Joining us now, Tommy Laren. Thank you so much for being with us here on American Ground Radio on our Fourth of July special. And you've actually been on on the show before. A lot of things have changed for you, folks. Remember that you were on the Blaze and you had your final thoughts. And you've you've been on Fox. You've been all over. Catch people up. Where are you now? And and how can they stay in touch with what you're doing and the message you're bringing to America? Well, since uh, I last spoke to you guys in 2017, I've moved a couple of different states. I have now fled to the wonderful state of Tennessee um, from California. And I'm also now um, in about my third year at Fox News as a contributor and also on our digital streaming platform, Fox Nation. So all of my commentary, all of my final thoughts are now housed there. And uh, I'm just happy to be out of California, guys. (laughs) Right, into a a no-tax state there, a no-income tax state in Tennessee. I can imagine that's a pretty big difference for you. Uh, Tommy, we've been talking, one of the the things that we ask folks on our 4th of July special, the whole point of it is we ask, and we like getting all these different opinions, what is it you think makes America great? Well, there are so many things to make America great, but I think especially in what we've been going through in the last several months and especially in the last month with the way 
things have been in our nation, although it seems like a very dark time, although it seems like a very dismal time, the thing that I remember in times like this is actually how great our people are. There are many other countries in the world that are great countries, but you don't see its citizens stand up for themselves like you do here in the U.S. You see great patriots who are coming out now speaking out against what's going on. And, you know, I might not agree with everything that's coming out of everybody, but I do appreciate the fact that Americans are willing to stand up for themselves. And I think that's what makes our country so unique. We've got a lot of people out there that exercise their First Amendment right. And uh, that's truly, to me, what differentiates us from every other country in the world. And we're proud to do it. With all of this pandemic that the, or the response to the pandemic, the government response to the pandemic, did it surprise you that so many Americans, and maybe it's a bit overstated, but that so many Americans were so willing to sacrifice or otherwise surrender their liberties. Yeah, that was concerning to me, and I did a lot of commentaries on it. I think uh, in the month of March, everyone was willing to do it for a few weeks, even a month. Everyone wanted to flatten the curve. Everyone wanted to make sure we were doing our part. And then when it extended months after that, and people were losing their jobs, their livelihoods, and really their businesses that they had poured years, if not decades into, it was heartbreaking. But, you know, I talk about this all the time, even when we're talking about things such as gun rights or freedom of speech. And I tell folks, especially millennials, people that are my age, I tell them, once you give your rights away, it's a fight to get them back. So remember that when you're giving them away. But yes, I, you know, I was surprised to see that. I think everybody had the best of intentions going into it. Everyone wanted to do their part. But I was also happy to see a lot of patriots stand up when the infringements and the tyranny were getting too much and lasting too long. I was happy to see them stand up. You saw it in Michigan. You even saw it in California. People saying, wait, 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 something's not right here. Another thing that makes America great. We're willing to speak up when things just aren't quite seeming correct to us. So, Tommy, you you talked last time you were with us about how your family was so influential in shaping your views about America. And, of course, as we had this economic shutdown, families were hurt all across the country. Uh, how did you stay in touch with, with your family and and how, what's your thought on the impact on the American family from the shutdown? You know, I think that's actually twofold. So on the one side of it, I do think a lot of families were able to become closer, whether they liked it or not, because they were in the same household. <laughs> right. So I think that being able to resume things like family dinners, of course, that was an unintended a bright spot of, of everything that happened with the pandemic. But I think that was one of the things that I hope people will continue long after that. But, you know, for me, my family lives in South Dakota, and that remained a free state. Our governor in South Dakota never put them on a stay-at-home order or a lockdown. So my family was able to escape a lot of the issues that came along with states like uh, California, which I was living in in the heart of the pandemic. So for me, um, I appreciate states that did maintain their liberty. And that's one of the reasons I fled California to come to Tennessee. I saw the writing on the wall. I still follow California and Los Angeles on a daily basis, everything that's going on there, not only with the pandemic, but with the protests and everything else. And I got to tell you, I have used that as a warning for Tennessee and for Nashville on what happens when you start giving away your rights and when you stop paying attention. You obviously have such great passion and love for this country. When did you realize that America was great, that it was exceptional? Do you remember that moment? 
You know, I've always felt that America was exceptional. I was raised to believe that. And I was raised also with family members who served in the military, several family members who served in the military. So that was always ingrained in me. And this country is worth serving and this country is worth, worth sacrificing for. And I know obviously other countries have militaries and they're worth serving and sacrificing for. But to the level that we respect this country and to the level we respect people that are going to serve and sacrifice for it, especially those of us within that silent majority, is exceptional. And, you know, I grew up in, in South Dakota. I grew up in a conservative state, but a very small rural state where agriculture was really our primary source of income and, and, and economic stability was based around agriculture and also around the American family. So although I've met a lot of average Americans, I've never felt they were average whatsoever. I saw people work very hard day in, day out, sunrise to sundown. And that's the hard work ethic that I've seen from Americans growing up my entire life. And I'm sure other countries have it, but I got to say, I don't think they have it like we have it. No, you're absolutely right. I love what you just said. I never thought the average American was average. Man, that is a t-shirt right there. Indeed. That's outstanding. That's awesome. I love that. Good stuff on the 4th of July. You can't beat it. Tommy Laren. Absolutely. Tommy Laren, thank you so much for joining us here on our 4th of July special. It's always a pleasure talking to you. We appreciate your passion. We appreciate your insight and we appreciate your positivity. Well, thank you guys. And let's keep loving on America because she needs it right now. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio, Lewis and I will be right back to wrap this up. You're listening to our 4th of July special. What makes America great? You're standing on American ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. You know, folks, it looks like Democrat Party unity is coming apart while they stick it to American businesses suffering under the coronavirus lockdowns. Senate Democrat leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi refuse to support liability protections for businesses that want to get back to normal operations. But according to The Hill, a few so-called moderate Democrats are pushing back. Chris Coons, a short little ball guy, Delaware senator and Biden buddy, says he wants businesses to have some form of liability protection, but only with clear regulatory guidelines. Red tape, in other words. Alabama Senator Doug Jones, whose seat is in serious danger, is also willing to make a liability protection deal with Republicans. He wants businesses to have some protections, but he doesn't want to give them blanket immunity or a blank check. You know, I hope every business owner, large and small, is paying attention to this. I mean, without liability protection in place, swarms of lawyers are going to be filing suit the minute employees, customers, or clients claims they caught the coronavirus because of the business, regardless where they actually got it. Now, some of these businesses are struggling to keep their doors open as it is. Lawsuits would kill them, and the Democrats know it, and they don't care. Democrats howl to the moon whenever somebody calls them anti-business, but that's exactly what they are, straight to their core. (laughs) 
folks, it is once again my privilege to join Mahindra in honoring those who have so bravely served our country. It's time for the seventh annual Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. To celebrate our Independence Day, the 4th of July, we will randomly select one deserving service member to receive a new Mahindra 4540 four-wheel drive tractor. It's a real deal. Tough as nails. Compact utility tractor with an impressive loader and three-point lift capacities. So help us find a brave American to receive this rugged Mahindra. To nominate somebody who is active duty or a veteran of the military and to get official rules, visit RushLimbaugh.com and look for the Mahindra Military Salute Giveaway. Thanks to Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. And God bless all of you who protect our freedom. Take advantage of rock bottom prices and great financing on new Mahindra subcompact, compact, or utility tractors or Mahindra utility vehicles. To find your dealer and test drive a Mahindra, please visit WhyMahindra.com. I'm Stephen Pard, Louis R. Abalone. This has been our 4th of July special, What Makes America Great. By the way, this song right here, this is uh, God Bless America. This is one of the several songs that's on our CD, Freedom Sings. It's available in the iTunes store. Oh, And not only do we have these songs really that, that are in there, these great American history songs, but we also tell the story behind the songs, how they came in to be, who wrote it, uh, what, what was going on in America at the time. So not only do you get all these great songs, but you also kind of get a, a lesson, a history lesson about the growth of the United States that you really can't get anywhere else. It's a great gift for yourself, for your children, right? for friends that you think might need a little history lesson. <laughs> A little bit of say one. that very uh, that was well put gingerly. Yeah. So, anyways, check that out. Uh, Freedom sings in the iTunes store. You know, as we've been listening to all of our guests, mm-hmm. you know, I think one common thread in them all is the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness. They're all pursuing their happiness. That's what they see right. within the greatness of America. And, you know, the pursuit of happiness is mentioned in the second sentence of the Declaration of Independence. You know, it's that right that every person has and was given to us by our creator. Right. You know, it's an idea that was first written by Thomas Jefferson. And it's different from other similar philosophies such as natural rights because – Previous philosophers had mentioned the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. Right. The difference is that people can be happy without owning property and that owning property didn't necessarily lead to happiness. <laughs> so it's a good point. What we're hearing, I believe, from our guest is that as each individual pursues his or her happiness, they make America great. See, and if I were to answer, and I love this show because we get all these great different answers of what is it you think makes America great. For me, it is the second sentence of the Declaration of Independence. That is the fundamental idea. We talk about America is the first country that was founded upon an idea. We say this all the time, right? But some people don't know what that idea actually is. It's very easy to go find it. It's the second sentence of the Declaration of Independence. And that is a long sentence. You got to go past the dash. It's a very long sentence. But it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Well, how how great is that, that you're going to found a country based on truth? I love that. And that's why America is more than just a place. It's an idea, as you pointed out. It We were founded on that idea that our rights come from God and not 
from the government. That is what really makes America so different for me. That we we are granted these rights by the Creator. We acknowledge there is the Creator. That the Creator gave us the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that the only role of our government is to secure those rights. And that if government doesn't do a good job of that, if government is trampling those rights, if government's not doing what the people say we want the government to do, we also have the right to change that government, to create new government in a new way. And we've done that. We've altered our government 27 times already, the Constitution of the United States of America. We got 27 amendments. That's us altering the Constitution. That's part of the idea of America. We recognize at the beginning this country wasn't going to be perfect. But our founding fathers had the foresight to say, but here's how we can make it better. As long as we adhere to the original idea that each one of us, you and I, regardless of what we look like, we are created equal and we have the same rights to life, to liberty, and to pursue our happiness the way we see fit. And there's a lot of people out there that are arguably frustrated with the direction of our country. And and yes, oh, good Lord. It's easy to complain about our circumstances. But when we do what is easy, as they say, our life will be hard. But when we do what is hard, our lives will be easy. We can't surrender our dream of restoring this nation or become depressed or bitter or angry because anybody can do that. You know, Zig Ziglar said, building a better you is the first step to building a better America. And and I think we see that this year, more than any year in most of our lifetimes, that that building you helps to build the world around you. But when you are destructive, when you're self-destructive, you become destructive to the world around you. You you can't build up by tearing down. I think we've got too many Americans right now who miss that fundamental truth that you can't build up by tearing down. And for the silent majority, we have to come back again and again. We have to take on our culture, the media, the special interests, and we have to do it every day. You know, in accordance to the idea of America, we need to take this back to this country Understanding that this country was founded upon an idea, which means that as we go out and say this is what America should be, we've got to be firmly rooted in that idea of America. And despite how daunting of a challenge that it may seem on a daily basis. And the news certainly makes it seem like it's daunting. We all must remember that if changing a nation has been done by any people in any point in time in history, then what was possible for them is possible for us Mm. and we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, Lewis, I've asked everybody else, you know, and you asked this question of most of our guests. When was, when was the, the first time that you realized that this was a special place? Oh, I've had a front row seat to the American dream my entire life. My father is an immigrant to this country from Italy in 1964. And I watched a man that came to this country with literally nothing did not speak the language. And this country opened its door to him. It provided an opportunity. It didn't provide a check. Mm. It didn't provide any special privileges whatsoever. I mean, I, I watched someone who did not speak the language here, was not educated in this country, and yet... He found 
uh, he found the greatness of America, and which he, was that he was able to see the greatness in himself. And here's what's so brilliant about all of this. So you, your father comes in, he's just one guy, right? And he gets one opportunity here in America and he makes the most of it. And over the years, he builds a business. So the opportunity that America gave your father he was able to return that to this country by creating a business that employed dozens and dozens of people that helped build, literally helped build part of this country because he's, he's he got into construction. Yeah, business now for over 44 years. So the opportunity that this country gave to an immigrant, it his growth, his success is actually providing other opportunities for other people whose children were born here. So that's one of the brilliant things about this country, about the idea of America, that each one of us gets to pursue our happiness. In the process of pursuing your happiness, you're going to be helping other people pursue their happiness. That's part of the brilliance of this country, of the idea of America itself. So at the top of the show, I was talking about the story from the constitutional convention where the oldest delegate benjamin franklin was asked to be the first to sign and he was in his 80s at the time and so at the front of the chamber was the chair from which general washington had presided the chair back or the back of the chair had the design of a sun low on the horizon and franklin said this there were days when i thought this picture of a sun low on the horizon was a setting sun but I now know that it is a rising sun, a new day for America, a new dawn for freedom. And so it must be for each of us only if we keep fighting, if we keep speaking out for what it is that we want. And as he left that convention, a lady bumped into him on the street and said, well, Dr. Franklin, what do we have? A kingdom? Or a republic. And he said to her, Madam, a republic, if you can keep it. This is a republic. It's not a kingdom. It's it's not about whose parents you have. It's it's not about your birthright. It's about the opportunity for all of us to pursue our happiness. If we can keep it. Ronald Reagan called it Dawn in America. That was in the 1980s. So in the 1780s, it was Franklin realized it was dawn in America. In the 1980s, Reagan says it's dawn in America. Our question is right now, is it still dawn in America? And I think this is what Abraham Lincoln meant. I think that's what, when he's referring back to Jefferson, if you can keep it. Abraham Lincoln said, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. I'm Charles Payne, and this is the Fox Business Report. What do you do about your credit card offering travel rewards in this era when you might not be traveling at all? The Wall Street Journal says banks have been pivoting, offering bonuses instead for spending at grocery stores and restaurants. Some cards are even reimbursing for streaming services, meal delivery, or cell phone plans. So far, cardholders are satisfied with the switch. Creditcards.com surveyed those who pay annual fees and found 81% believe they're receiving the same value or more than before the 
the pandemic. If you don't plan to travel for a long time and you're paying $100 a year for a card that waives baggage fees, you might consider canceling. You can go back in a couple of years and you might even receive a sign-up bonus. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda. Invested in you. You know that untuck it shirt you've been eyeing? Maybe it's that button down that comes out of the dryer looking perfectly crisp or that super soft polo that actually wicks away sweat. This July 4th weekend is the perfect time to buy it. Take 25% off everything at Untuck It with our July 4th sale on now. Our famous polos and lightweight linen shirts are perfect for summer and are 25% off right now. Visit us now at UntuckIt.com or an Untuck It store near you. Untuck It, shirts designed to be worn. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. This is so hard to stop. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. 40 to 50% of people who spread the disease could do it without symptoms, uh, without even knowing that they have it. The number of new cases yesterday set a record in the U.S., 55,000. Florida also hit a new high. Fox's Evan Brown live in Broward County. Yeah, Dave, the U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams, is hoping you get the point that no matter where you are or what phase your state might declare. It's when you go out in public staying six feet apart at least whenever you can and making sure you are wearing a face covering. Uh, Florida recorded more than 10,000 cases Thursday. The healthcare system in Miami, which has been the state's hotspot all along, opened up a closed-down hospital to use just for COVID patients, Dave. Evan, you know where there's no coronavirus? North Korea. At least that's what our nuclear adversary claims, that there isn't a single case there, though leader Kim Jong-un says they're on maximum alert to avoid an unimaginable crisis. President Trump will go to Mount Rushmore tonight, where thousands will gather for fireworks. We won't be social distancing. We're asking them uh, to come, be ready to celebrate, to enjoy the freedoms and the liberties that we have in this country. Republican South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, a Native American protest is planned. Some tribal leaders there have called for Mount Rushmore to be taken down, removed, calling it a symbol of white supremacy on their native land. In Portland, Oregon, anti-police protesters got violent again last night, breaking into the Justice Center and damaging a nearby courthouse and throwing cans rocks and fireworks at officers responding. There were several arrests. A police officer is in critical condition after surgery the morning after he was shot in Kansas City, Missouri, chasing a man with a gun running from McDonald's. The shooter was killed. Chief Rick Smith says other officers are shaken up. Why has this happened? Um, he's a good kid. You know, what? all of those conversations are happening right now. Another Kansas City cop was wounded responding to a robbery. America's listening to Fox News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. 
I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-738-9900. 800-738-9900. We've got an unsettled forecast working its way into Acadiana starting today. I think late afternoon, early evening, we'll see widely scattered showers and some thunderstorms making their way from north to south today as a front is going to drop in from the north and then eventually stall offshore. This is going to keep those doors open for showers basically each and every day through the weekend and into early next week. While it won't be a complete washout wall-to-wall rainfall, it will be wet in the afternoons, and you'll want to keep an eye on the radar. And if you are outside, make sure that you have a place to run and find shelter if those showers do start to work their way into your area. In the meantime, highs today are going to sit in the lower 90s. Lows tonight are going to be dropping down into the mid-70s. Sunshine up through the morning with clouds by the afternoon. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Get breaking news when it happens in the palm of your hand. The KPL News app free in the App Store and Google Play.